Hey guys, welcome to Bang the Broadcast, episode number 445. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories from the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we're looking forward to coming out June 2nd, 2021. Oh man, that makes me excited because it's coming up to June, which means we have stuff to look back for uh, May. But that's not what we're talking about in our main topic. This week is... I thought you were excited because I'm going to come visit you in two weeks. I mean, yeah, that too. Are we going to talk about comic books? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but we're going to be talking about in our main topic this week. It's one of our trivia specials where we're all going to be bringing a different trivia segment based on something that we all know and love to the table uh, to try to stump. Uh, we're not necessarily out to get at each other, but just to have some fun. Well, yeah. if I was trying to stump you guys, I did a horrible job. I could have easily stumped you guys, but I made them fun. Yeah. I even have a category called Fun Beer Facts. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just Beer Facts. I was just going to be called Fun. <laughs> it's like, see, it says, <laughs> it says fun. It does say fun. Hey, it. but I'd like a fun beer fact and uh, hear what you're drinking tonight, John. Oh, I'm drinking from Flying Bison Brewery. This is part of their Erie County. Um, I live in Erie County. Well, no, I used to live in Erie County. Uh, but the Erie County Fair is having its bicentennial, and they made a beer for that. And it is called Park and Rec Pilsner. And this is an okay drinking Pilsner. A hot summer day, walking through the Erie County Fairgrounds with that wonderful smell of animal shit. Oh, fried uh, food and animal be... shit? Then, like, all the dust that people are kicking up walking on those trails? Miss it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think all those trails are now paved, by the Ooh. way. <laughs> uh, but no, this is a nice, super easy drinking beer. This is a good summer beer, good golf beer, good uh, playing fun outdoor games in your backyard um, beer. It's good. Hmm. Yeah. There's nothing bad with a, just an easy drinking beer, especially if it's cheap. It's like nine bucks a six pack. Nice, not bad. Okay. Yeah, but I did. Great. I did buy it because it said Parks and Rec. Because it's oh, a fun I, show. That's the whole reason I got excited when he sent us the picture of it. Because I'm like, oh, cool, love that show, yeah. love beer. So yeah. something. So talking about your love of beer, Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a beer from local Orlando brewery. This is Cyber Brewing. I've had them a lot on the show, but this past week they had their quadruple can drop where. Uh, Went there that night to sample the, some of the stuff that they put out and pick up some things to bring home. Uh, so one of the ones I have for today is their Brace Face. This is a Berliner Weiss with strawberry, kiwi, passion fruit, and dragon fruit. We previously had the different version of Brace Face on the show before, which was uh, lime and coconut. And that one was just basically taking one of those plastic lime juice bottles and squeezing it into your face. And then just thinking like... Mm -hmm. I was told there was coconut, too. Um, <laughs> not a big fan of that one. This one, it's much easier to drink. Like, you do get a little bit of tart on it, but that fruit blend just kind of mellows it out. And I'm drinking it out of the can, but if it was poured into the glass, it's like a beautiful, like, ruby red grapefruit, like, pinky color. Um, it's really pretty. It's, it's a nice... Fruity Berliner Weiss. It's not my favorite beer I've had from them. It's not one of my least favorites. We picked up a four-pack of this to bring home after we had 
one at the brewery. I, I don't mind it at all. It's it's a good limited uh, release beer. If they come out with another brace face, I'll pick it up. If they came out with this one again, I'd probably say, "Oh well, I had that one last time. I don't I don't need it again." Nice, Polly. Hey. I have Elysian Super Fuzz. I picked up the Elysian uh, Pale uh, Sampler Pack, and this is their Blood Orange Pale. Um, yeah, this, I, I do remember, we kind of talked about this before the show. Chris remembers it having a bigger Blood Orange like kick up front. This is now a uh, pale, and it then hits you with that like bitter, tart, uh, citrus punch at the very back end. It's not bad, it's just... Not what I remember it being when I first had it. And it doesn't stand out in that crowded field of citrus pale ales. You know, citrus, you know, flavor, citrus flavor added pales. Um, it's not bad. I'm, I'm not hating this uh, 12 pack so far. I did have these the other night as well. Um, but not, this does, is, you know, it's, it's an average beer. There's very few variety packs that I have come to be like, ooh, I would get that again. Right now, with this one here, I'm not breaking out my doors to uh, buy another variety pack for this. So, um, Spoilers coming up to some of the other beers that you're going to have out of there. A lot of them are good, decent beers, though. If I see them out somewhere on the, the tablet, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Give me a Super Fuzz. Give me... Uh, space us like they're they're good yeah. drinkable IPAs still. It just yeah, it, they're not knock your socks off. Yeah, yeah, they're not not anything that I would purposely go out looking for. But if you see them out, there's there's nothing bad of that about them. There's nothing wrong with them. They're good. It's a good fridge filler for just decent you know day drinking. Um, but yeah, you know. maybe like a IPA starter pack where if you're like, oh, you know what? I think I might like IPAs. Oh, let me pick this up and sample some different ones. Yeah, I think these are a little harsh if you're trying to first get into them, though. I want to suggest this for somebody that uh, isn't sure they like IPAs or pale ales. I think these are more bitter. Uh, even the we'll get into the other ones and maybe the other ones will be. A little bit easier to drink, you know, more easy drinking, better for the first timers. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll learn. We'll go on that adventure together, much like how we're going out, out on an adventure to the news garden. Okay, guys. it's back. <laughs> we didn't go to the news garden last week, and it was weird. No, we did, and you guys almost kicked me off the show because I mentioned we needed to go check the casting, uh, the casting patch. It said something weird, yeah, and, too. I don't remember what And there was, was something else about a and, tree. And the trailer tree. Yeah. Trailer tree. The trailer yeah. tree and the casting patch. Oh, but what's in the casting patch, Paul? Oh, the news about the new Sandman television show coming out with uh, a lot more casting. Yes, we are adding uh, Death herself, who played uh, the woman in the last season of... Uh, Good place. Yeah, uh, I don't have the names of the people. Uh, Kirby Hall Baptiste. She's actually going to be also in Disney's upcoming Cruella movie. Uh, she played Simone in like the last two seasons. Simone, of yeah, the Good Place, where she was the uh, neuroscientist that was kind of Chidi's we gotcha when uh, the bla- the bad place took over. 
the experiment. It's a great show. Just watch it. Everything I'm saying doesn't make sense. I'm trying to think of a way to boil it down. There's no possible way to. Just watch A Good Place. It's fantastic. Um, Also, appearing in the show, they had previously announced before, um, Gwendolyn Christie will be in it. We also have Jenna Coleman, uh, Boyd Halbrook. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read this on the side. Charles Dance. There's a lot of people in here. I don't know. Um, uh, DC.com has a DCComics.com has a good breakdown for all of it with the pictures of the people they're playing and then the actual if you're more interested yeah. in what the, who the characters are. And then uh, David Thelis is uh, John D. Uh, he was Lupin in the Harry Potters, which I think is a good pick for John D. Uh, uh, he's he's also Ares in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, which was. Uh, Patton Oswald is Matthew the Raven. Uh, Stephen Fry is Gilbert. Um, yeah, and like you said, Jenna Coleman is uh, jo- Joanna jo- Joanna Constantine. <laughs> Joanna Constantine, who's been in the comics before uh, uh, years ago, like when Vertigo had their tenth anniversary, they did a Joanna Constantine like one shot. But I guess she's been back in something else recently. Yeah, she pops up here and there. Um, yeah. Um, we also got, uh, going into the trailer tree, uh, we got the Marvel Studios Eternals official teaser trailer. Yeah, about three um, weeks after we had that little sizzle reel that came out that, you know, remind us that Marvel likes to make movies and they do want you to go see them in a, in a movie theater where we got the first actual look at the Eternals. We got a full-fledged trailer and I have to say, I think I've watched this one more than most other Marvel trailers recently just because the more I watch it the more I kind of pick up on it and we've talked about the Eternals previously on the show once before when we had the actual sizzle reel and then like a month before that when we talked about Eternals number one by Kieran Gillen and none of these are characters that we I think collectively don't care about uh, but I have to say this, the movie looks interesting it looks pretty good based off of what we've seen uh even though the plot's still very very thin at this point they don't give a lot of story they just kind of introduce you to who the eternals are and not even like character wise just as like a collective like oh this is who the eternals are like they're not getting into the nitty-gritty of it yet they've they've been out there helping humanity and watching them but not but they couldn't really step in and help humanity and you're like, yeah. but, but, but why? <laughs> and then they're like, hey, guys, uh, we know we started the trailer with a eclectic musical choice that paired up with some awe-inspiring like, special effects. And then the middle of the trailer happens, and then they're like, oh, yeah, let's remind everybody we're a Marvel movie by mentioning Marvel characters <laughs> and making a joke. I, I'm assuming that moment at the very end of the movie... Because I think everything else that you're going to be seeing is the lead-up who the Eternals are and why you haven't seen them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up until now. Um, The Neil Gaiman run on the series back in the early 2000s dealt with them actually all losing their memories and use of their powers, but they were just kind of living normal lives. And I think that's going to be kind of the crux of the movie where, yeah, they are these super powerful beings... But they literally just don't know it until they're going to have to come out of pseudo-forced retirement. And then they're like, oh, well, hey, we've had all 
all this power before. We had this role to guide humanity. Now what do we do? I think that's literally going to be like one of the last scenes in the movie. Yeah. Tilt bet. <laughs> oh, I'm not tilt betting that. I won't make a tilt bet till you both you sons of bitches pay you, your tilt. You find me a tilt. I'll I'll chug it. <laughs> oh, okay, I know Chris's tilt bet. What he lost? What did I lose? How did I? I don't remember. I think it. I. You were the first one to owe one. I think Chris yeah, yeah. actually owes two. Because one no, of them was, it was the Godzilla. One, one of them was. There was one before that too. What was that? We've one? had tilt bet. I, I, I don't remember. It's from like four the years only, ago. The only tilt bit I remember was whether or not Chris said that Gamora, Gamora, Gamora yeah, Gamora would show up in yeah. King uh, of the Monsters, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yeah. And I guess I've never seen it, so and I guess that that that, that did not happen. That it did, even it did, on the screen, it did Gamora not happen. It should have happened. I, I still haven't seen that movie, but I think it still should have happened. <laughs> Anyways, thoughts, um, thoughts I think on mine the Eternals trailer? It was a trailer. I, I have, I have nothing for these characters except some knowledge about them from the different things that we've read, and I, this looks good, but I don't. I still don't care. I'm hoping yeah. this movie makes me do that. Um, much like I didn't care too much about um, Guardians of the Galaxy, but love those movies. I'd like this to show me why I should like them, and I, you know, that's what that's all I got. Like I, yeah, there's some cool looking stuff. After the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer first dropped, the big news story was that Fred Bone's song. From that trailer, like hit number one on iTunes, like, and also that trailer was a lot of fun, and it was just like it got a, it got everybody kind of stoked to see it, and we're like, okay, because it was just fun. It, it was you know the, the whole like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know what this machine did. You know when uh, Star Lord pops the fingers, and you got the classic line, "What a bunch of a holes!" Like there was all that that people were then going out and quoting. There's nothing in this trailer other than that last line of maybe I could leave the Avengers and then them all laughing, which seems forced. It seems like I would not be surprised if that scene is not actually in the movie. If it's just like is that, in is the that trailer only. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, Stop I was trying to drag me it. into more tilts. Uh, you know what I mean, though? There's like, Is there a I, part of that trailer that you're walking, that after you watched it, that you're like, that's the hook. That's that's what I'm. You know, that's what I'm going to quote or anything. No, but it doesn't seem like it's striving to be that type of movie either, though. Like this isn't going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy or an Iron Man. Like this seems a lot more just. I don't want to compare it to the first Thor movie, but it seems to be more like, oh, hey, you're going to be seeing a different side of the Marvel universe now, where it's going to be a lot more like that. Yeah. I don't want to say magic based, but. You know, that cosmic power, pseudo-magic stuff. Like, I think they're going to be playing it a lot more serious. And there's going to be some, I don't want to say bigger stakes to it, but I I think they're going to go into this with, you know, just that reverence for these characters having 
been created by Jack Kirby that like, no, like we want to show people why these characters matter in a way that the comics kind of haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I think it took what, eight years for Marvel to realize that that stoic kind of like over the top um, cosmic Thor, the original Thor movie doesn't work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you know what does? Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. The galaxy. And, and just having irreverent fun with it. And, you know, okay, you want to, you know, nod to Kirby? Thor Ragnarok has nods to Kirby everywhere with the design and the aesthetic. And that's, well, you know, I don't mind that if that's all we're going to get of Kirby in these movies. Sure, that's fine. Is the just the aesthetic? I don't know. I hope it's good. I think I, worst nervous. case scenario, it's another middling Marvel movie. Like, it'll still be watchable and enjoyable. Best case scenario for me, I actually really wind up liking the movie, but I still don't care about the comics. <laughs> like I, I foresee myself, you know, in a year after this movie's come out, and we're sitting down to talk about it for a great Marvel movie retrospective, being like, yeah. It's good. If so I don't care about the comics. Yeah. If I wasn't doing this podcast so far, there's nothing that makes me want to go. Especially now, where I'm even less likely to go to the theater. There's nothing in that trailer that makes me want to go to a trailer to a theater and see it. You know, it's. Well, do you want to go to the theater to see a James Bond movie? Uh, yeah. Maybe this is me handing Probably it to you not. on a silver platter, Paul. I know. I'm MGM. proud of that one. It, yeah, that's a good segue. Hey, so uh, MGM announced that they have been they have accepted an offer for to be bought out by Amazon. That's right, Jeff Bezos, uh, major conglomerate of that used to just be selling textbooks to kids online, uh, <laughs> that now owns grocery store chains, uh, chains, its own delivery service, his comicsology uh, now. Yep. <laughs> Uh, printing houses, uh, newspapers, is now going to own MGM, uh, the historic film studio. Uh, the oldest, currently, it's them or Warner Brothers, right? I th- the oldest still in existence uh, film studio? Yeah, it's one of the two. Um, but they... but. When yeah, with buying MGM, they're actually not getting any movies prior to like 1986. Correct, uh, because those have already been sold off, and other people already own them. Yeah, it was they were sold off previously to uh, Ted Turner. Ted Turner uh, and and T- uh, I'm gonna um, I forget. And then T- Ted Turner then sold off that to Warner Media. Yeah. Uh, oh, so now Discovery owns <laughs> Yes. It's a spider <laughs> web. Full circle. And the thing that Chris was alluding to is that Amazon will not have full control over the James Bond movie franchise because the Ian Flushing estate still has some say in what happens with uh, the James Bond movies. So, Which they've there's pushed that back as well. the newest movie. Like over a year because I think that was supposed to have been out already. It was supposed to come out in March of last year, and it was then they pushed it back. It was one of the movies that they kept on pushing for two weeks. Like, oh, let's wait until Tenet comes out 
then after 10 comes out, we're going to wait two weeks, and then this will be the movie. You know, after everybody's okay with coming to the theaters, then we're going to really specter. Then Tenet came out, and people weren't that excited to go see the movies, and it didn't make much money. So then they decided, oh, November. Everything will be fine by November. And then November happened, and they're like, everything will be fine by November 2021. And that's where we're at now. I still don't so. care about Bond movies, though. And I, I know that, like, Daniel Craig said, I'm no longer doing press for this movie. Because they had him <laughs> yeah. do, that he was doing all the press, and then the movie was supposed to come out, and then it didn't. And then when they announced it again, he had to go do more press. And I think the third mm-hmm. time they were going to send him out for press for this movie, he's like, it's not coming out. I'm not <coughs> doing this. I'm not doing mm-hmm. any more press. Yeah. I think the only person that wants less to do with James Bond than me is Daniel Craig at this point. <laughs> he's just over. I think he's just been in it for the paychecks for like the last three movies. Well, right now he kind of he have to uh, assume that he's like the reason why you do press is in order to earn that you know that back end points. Like you you know as a uh, named actor, a lot of these movies your contract says, hey, if this movie makes X amount of money during opening weekend, you make X more percentage. You know you get a little little taste of that. And now you look at these movie releases in the theaters and you're like, oh, I'm not hitting those marks. Even if I did a bunch of press, like, it doesn't matter. It's like, uh, you know, hiring uh, Tim Horton's people for $15 an hour. They don't, there's nobody there to show up to take that money, you know? Nobody's going to the theaters. Nobody's working. They pour the coffee, so. It's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to sell... We're gonna buy Warner Media as AT and T for uh, you know a couple billion dollars, and then we're gonna sell it for less billion dollars to Discovery. Yeah, the cable network that brought you the hits of trading spaces and uh, guys, guys, uh, Onion Shop. What was it called, Paul? Guys, Grocery Games. Yeah, there we go. Uh, they. They now own one of the oldest movie studios in Hollywood. Next to MGM, I'm told. <laughs> Next to MGM. One to two. One of the two are the oldest. Who owns it's, AOL it's at this point? You know what? Yahoo? Does Yahoo own AOL at this point? Uh, who owns Who AOL? owns MySpace? Uh, MySpace is still an uh, ongoing uh, private concern. Um, really? This jumped into my head randomly, and I blame myself for bringing it up. Um, when I was driving, I want to say it was yesterday, I saw someone drive by in a pickup truck. They had like a landscaping business, something like that. Uh, and they had their email address on the side to contact them, and it was like, you know, Bob's Landscaping at earthlink.net. And I was like, that's still a valid, valid email address? That's how he's got the internet, bud. He's got the Earthlink. This Bob uh, from Bob's He's got the dial-up. Own Earthlink? Is that, is that I, thing? No. I was surprised when I started dating Caitlin and her email address was an AOL. And I was like, are you from the past? Like, <laughs> nobody has AOL. She's like, I have AOL. I'm like, my mom, my mom has AOL. I'm like, well, of course your mom has AOL. You have AOL. <laughs> It's bizarre. It's bizarre. 
But yeah, I, I, it's just a weird world that we're living in Do you now. think that guy wanted the Earthlink because he was a landscaping company? <laughs> Possibly. I'm on earthlink.net right now, and apparently like you can still use them as an ISP. Like They still are yeah. out there. Hmm. I, I just imagine him being like, why don't I get any emails? It's on the fucking truck. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like Earthlink shut down as soon as people stop getting floppy disks in the mail. I don't know. Yeah. There, you know, uh, I don't know what to say about it. It, it is weird. I, I am happy that Warner Media is now not going to be owned by such a huge conglomerate. As AT and T, who you know we kind of make fun of it, but DC Comics was going to do five G guys because of the five G rollout for AT and T. Like that was a dumb idea. Uh, speaking of five uh, G, I just I got my my second shot today. So hey, well, I'm, I'm now I'm now I'm actually talking to you guys through Earthlink from the chip <laughs> in my musculature. Yeah, AT and T is also the people that brought you uh, the Snyder Cut. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they're the ones that caved. Yeah. So, at least getting him to a group that is all about entertainment, and at least at least it's a more focused thing, and that we won't get that kind of stupid synergy. And yeah, uh, you won't. You know, yeah, you're still going to get a lot of stupid execs making a lot of stupid problems for people who have really good visions that then can't do what they're supposed to do but yeah did we have did we have one other thing for news oh yeah uh just announced today aaron taylor johnson may know him as pietro aka quicksilver from avengers age ultron or 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 kick-ass or kick-ass uh signed on to play craven the hunter in sony's Sony picture universe of Marvel characters. Craven yes. the Hunter. I, I really had to fucking think about that. Uh, Craven the Hunter solo movie. Which, first of all, who's beating down the door for a Craven movie? Second, who's beating down the door for a Craven movie that's probably not going to have Spider Man in it? Because I don't know who this movie is going to be made for then. Paul, I, I'm we, still holding out hope. I, I, we we played chicken there. None of us. We both opened our mouths like I'm going to say something, and then stared at each other. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> we were both trying to be respectful. Uh, but uh, I'm still holding out that No Way Home basically spins Spider-Man out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and into the Sony Cinematic Universe of Marvel characters. <laughs> that. That's that's how we're gonna they're gonna do it, and Spider Man will be an ongoing concern over with Sony Pictures until Sony sells off Sony Entertainment <laughs> to who knows who. Hopefully Disney, so they can just have them it's, back. No, it's going to be some company that only makes Borax, and it's like sure, it's going to be Kodak. Kodak is going to buy. Sony, Sony Pictures. It's, it's a, <laughs> surprise, it's the Dark Horse. It's Earthling. Earthling comes out of nowhere. I don't know. 
Uh, Brought to you by Earth. They have all this bandwidth that nobody's using. So they just need to find something to stream. Oh, they can put Morbius with it. Yes. Anyways, um, I think I think that'll do it for the trip out to the news garden. Yeah. Yeah. Did did that leave not a lot of thorns out did that there? Trip leave anybody uh, anybody yeah. thirsty? I'm a little parched. It's a, it's a it is a hot day, and I'm going to go first Oof. again because I'm drinking on the tea iced tea lemonade sour from Resurgence Brewery, local brewery. Uh, this is fresh off the canning line. Uh, I don't even have it in the store. The rep brought it in for me to try. And, um, yeah, this tastes like an Arnold Palmer. Um, No acidic sour, a nice tartness from the lemon, 5%. Um, You could chug this beer because it's like drinking an Arnold Palmer. It's it's nice. Uh, There's no way if you gave this to somebody they'd go, that's a beer. They'd say that's a a tea with a really tart lemon in it. That sounds good. I do like me an Arnold Palmer. Hey, they're both golfing things. On the tea? On the tea. Or off the tea? And it's a a lemon on On the the tea. tea. Okay, so that's... Oh, oh. Okay, so it is a golfing pun. Yeah. Okay. Arnold Palmer, he he was a golfer. Yeah. He was. I thought he was just a uh, beverage mogul. No, I mean he also has like children's hospitals here in Florida really? that he funds with his his. Uh, <laughs> Did he put the children in? His tea money. Yeah. He, what? Well, they're all actually victims of him hitting them with golf clubs just randomly. It's bizarre. Oh, I thought golf balls like out on the course. No, he just clubs them. This drives. He just clubs it's like them. baby seal. I, I just love like the like. <laughs> How did he create that drink? You think he was just like coming up to a thing and he's like, oh, I got like half a thing of tea left. We got lemonade. Oh, I'll take some lemonade. And some lady pours it in there and there's just some guy like, what the fuck? That's genius. It, it is, is good. a good drink, though. <laughs> I, I like it. It's really good. Well, you know, have you guys tried the half Coke, half coffee? Yeah, that's, that's not good. Now? No. I'm not a fan of that at all. No. They're trying, though. They're like, we need the next Arnold Palmer. What do we have? It's like Pepsi with the mango. Pepsi mango. I actually tried that. It's not that bad. Yeah, it was okay. I I had (laughs) touched it because you had mentioned it. I had Pepsi Blue the other night on Monday. Does it still taste like Gunner Worms? It didn't taste like anything except like maybe a mildly flavored berry, a berry flavored cream soda, like and very little on the berry. But I did pour that Pepsi Blue over a tall glass of just all ice because I'm like, this is going to be way too sweet and it's going to be gross. But uh, me pouring it, it fizzed up like a cream soda almost does always. And uh, when I came back inside, I noticed where the cup was there was this circle of all the blue just from the fizz just around in a ring on my counter i'm like oh that stuff is blue <laughs> like it dyed my countertop not because i spilled any on it just from this fizz popping around the glass nuts 
But uh, Chris, what are you drinking now? Uh, I assume uh, it's not a Pepsi. I really just like not, Paul was uh, like, it's nuts. And I was like, another name for that would be Blue Balls. <laughs> Uh, my my second drink tonight, also from Sidewards, uh, quadruple can drop, is their pineapple seltzer. Uh, this is the first time that they've actually done seltzers. They did this and a citrus one, which I'll be having next. Um, I, they just decided to do a seltzer because why not? We talked about them a little bit before. They're cheap to make. They're easy to make. Uh live in the devil's ass crack down here in Florida, so it's usually good weather to drink one of these. And it's not bad. I don't get a lot of pineapple on it. It's like that kind of hint of pineapple essence to it. This is my third one of these now from the four-pack that I brought home. The very first one I had straight up just rubbing alcohol taste. I don't know if it was bringing it home without like having it sit in the car and then drinking it like just kind of as it was, it just tasted like rubbing alcohol. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, what's the ABV on this? Uh, they're all 5%. So they're not bad. So I think it was just the way it transported. But the other three that I've had after sitting in the refrigerator aren't bad. I mean, they're nice, easy drinking. I'd like a little bit more pineapple, just like amped up a little bit, but it's, it's not bad. It's fine. I, um, I just tried uh, Gordon Ramsay has some Hell's Kitchen seltzers coming out. And uh, does one of them no. taste like lamb sauce? There's a key. There's a key Missed lime one, um, which is like lime, vanilla, and graham. And then there's uh, the one I had last night was pineapple, kiwi, lime mint so it was kind of like a mojito and that one was pretty good there was a tangerine pineapple something that i didn't like and then um there's like a berry one that i have that i haven't had but they were okay i mean i just hate the i hate the fact that you put this on my radar now because i feel like i need to drink them after oh wait because <laughs> i was just gonna see if i could find a store nearby and like one of the first things that pops up is Gordon Ramsay's unapologetically bold heart seltzer line was inspired by blank blank blank. I'm like, dude, do I really no. want this? If you were if you were gonna get any that were like celebrity endorsed, um, the the cacti, which are like um, margarita esque ones that are um some rappers that he worked with A B. It's A B product and um he worked I forget what the rapper's name is. Uh, I am looking into it right now. I'm trying to find it. Uh, you don't need to find it. Because Travis Scott. Oh, Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Um, I, I'll say it. Like, no, go ahead. Not, sorry. Not, not a seltzer guy. I mean, I've been drinking them just because a lot more places are putting them out and they're becoming more readily available. Of all the seltzers I've had, I think the founders Masagave ones are still probably my favorite that I've had and then the Funky Buddha ones I had like three weeks ago probably after that I I was going to throw it over to Paul saying speaking of AB products what's your next beer Paul 
Oh, also from Elysian, who's owned now by AB. Well, has been owned for, for since for quite a while. Uh, this is a contact haze. Uh, it's a hazy IPA. Um, it's I, I didn't pour it out of the can, so I don't I can't attest to uh, if it looks hazy or even yeah, it smells a little hazy. But it's it's a, yeah, it's an easy drinking hazy IPA. There's not it's not asking much of you. It's it's a good grilling beer. Again, this is just another like um, non-memorable porch or porch drinking fridge filling beer. It's it's okay. And I was supposed to fill up uh, yeah. more time. Apparently, so I, um, I was I was I was texting yeah, the resurgence yeah. to tell him I like the on the tea. But uh, yeah, it cool. I, I I took a sip of the beer and I didn't realize that <laughs> <laughs> nobody was paying attention, which is fine. It happens. I was listening. I'm trying to see if I can find <laughs> Hell Seltzer anywhere out here. Oh, I can try to request some. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a decent then, beer. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, for what it is, it's mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's not great. It's something that you could easily just sit and drink while yeah. sitting on your porch. Or Paul, you like to uh, throw the frisbees around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the discs. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be fine to bring that out with me. Um, Kate and I just recently we we like uh, the Amber Ruffin show. Except we're old and we can't stay. I don't up know what that is. Watching Amber Ruffin show. So I think it's it's uh, a late late night show. Uh, Amber Ruffin was a writer for Seth Meyers for a number of years. Now she has her own show and it's on Peacock as well. And she has a YouTube channel where she puts on you know her monologue and clips and stuff. And she did a segment called uh, Viewer Questions, our Question Party, and she was answering questions. And I, this is me just filling time. So if you guys want to stop me, you can. Um, did you find your Did you find your Hell's Kitchen thing? No, Chris? Um, it says you can request it. But then there was a spot that was like, "Oh, hey, are you an influencer or a member of the media? Let us know." So I just put our email <laughs> yes. address and see if we'll send us some. <laughs> Doesn't hurt to try. Yeah, they're gonna go like, "Oh, this guy's in the devil's ass crack." So uh, yeah. should we send it to him? <laughs> And then Gordon Ramsay's just there. Yes, brilliant. Well, you should have also, Chris, then re-entered the form and put in that guy's Earthling account and see and see which one of us would have got Gordon it Ramsay first. sending me these. <laughs> Anyways, what do we do next? We're going to go into the list. The comic books coming out June second. That's it. And Paul, what are you looking forward to? Oh man, did I even pick a book? No. <laughs> I remember you talking about the Fantastic Four book before uh, we started recording. Yeah, but that's not coming out this week. I was uh, you guys looking froze at on my end, you know, because this I'm frozen. This uh, it's it's uh, Justice League number sixty two. I was excited about this because just the uh, cover is all the big seven with their hands in, and I'm like, okay, this looks like a perfect jumping on pot, uh, point. No, it's a part four. Uh, but you know what? I, I probably so I'm not going to pick this up. There's really nothing that jumped out at me at me this week. Um, 
that was the only one I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep, uh, keep on picking up Dr. Aphra. Oh, wait, no, that's this that came out this week. Uh, the Star Wars War, the Bounty Hunters, number one. Uh, I picked up all the Prelude books, so I'm going to pick up this one as well. Written by Charles Soil, art by Steve McNiven. So, right there. It should be good, right? Yeah. Star Wars. It could yeah. be. I like Dr. Aphra. John Wooding. Uh, this isn't the Dr. Aphra book. They go. I picked up that one today. This one's coming out next week. Mm. So, the, what we're picking for the list. I heard you mention Dr. So there we Aphra go. when I was trying to find my book. Oh, so uh, John, I'm picking up from uh, DC's Black Label, The Nice House on the Lake. And this is written by James Tinian, art by... Alvaro Martinez uh, Bueno and this is um, this person who owns a house on the lake who has invited people um, to come visit some people he had just met some people that he had known in childhood um, and it's beautiful and it's this private little place and maybe people start dying um I've enjoyed a lot of James Tinian's work. Um, this kind of caught my eye. The cover uh, is kind of this woman in a sea of bones with this uh, mansion in the background. And I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. Um, you know, I've been wanting to try... I've been wanting to read um, Some Things Killing the Children. We really liked his independent work with the the school kids that are transported to that... Um, the woods. The woods. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see where this go. And for the most part, I really enjoy James Tinian's artwork or um, writing. He's always got a little bit kind of a different take on things. So I'm uh, hoping that this is a good book, and it's also like not nine dollars for uh, an issue because it's a black label. Chris. So, I was having a hard time trying to find a book that was coming out this week. So, I was like, all right, you know what? Let me jump into the wish list. I'll pick up a trade paperback that's on sale on Comixology. Um, you know, why not? Just something to sit outside and read, enjoy my afternoons. And during my backlist searching, I found a book coming out from Image Comics. And it's part of Robert Kirkman's Skybound imprint. And this is Ultra Mega. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, this seems like a John book. But John didn't make <laughs> us read this. Because issue number one actually came out back in March. Um, and I'm going to read you the synopsis directly from the website. Because I don't know why you didn't pick this up, John. But don't worry, I'm rectifying your mistake. I, I think it's because I found firepower and I fell in love. Uh, Ultra Mega number one. A cosmic plague has spread, transforming everyday people into violent, monstrous kaiju. Only the Ultra Mega, three individuals imbued with incredible powers, hold the line against the madness. Their battles level cities and leave untold horror in their wake. Now the final reckoning approaches for the Ultra Mega. But is this a war they can even win? Uh, this is written by James Heron, who's actually doing the, the writing and the art. Previously he worked on BPRD, and he's teaming up with uh, Dave Stewart, who did all of the coloring for BPRD and Hellboy. Uh, issue number one, it's a 60-page giant. All of their issues, because they're uh, 
Coming up to number four uh, in June here. They're all oversized because, yeah, it's about kaiju. Like, every issue is just jam-packed to the gills. Um, it came out in March. I'm picking up number one now. We'll be looking at this for the May look back just it's up, because it's, I don't have it's anything else to bring to this and it's And it's three issues long. And it, and it seems just bonkers. Like, the preview artwork I looked at was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a John book. So, worst case scenario, I don't like the uh, Eternals comic. I like the movie. And I don't like this book, but John's like, oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> It'd be really funny if both of us hate it and Paul loves it. <laughs> that be That'll be funny. the day. <laughs> There's things that I've liked that you guys don't like. But you know what else we like doing? Mass Effect. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> dramatic readings. Close. And now, a dramatic reading from Seven Secrets, number seven, page 23, panel four. Why do you have a sword? Where were you? It's beyond complicated. I can tell you selkies are dicks. So dramatic reading from Seven Secrets, number seven, page 23, panel four. And kudos to you for reading that, like, 1990s Ninja Turtle movie, Michelangelo. Because <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting that take on it. Well, I, when I, I read it beforehand, and I just, like, it's beyond complicated. They're dicks. So I was like, oh, that's Michelangelo. <laughs> I don't know. just hit me. I like that story went with it when we've also been reading the last Ronin comic book where it's like just a Michelangelo push to his limits like, no, I'm fucking taking out everybody. And I want death. Um, also, we'll be reading that for a look back too. man. Those dramatic readings always make me so thirsty. Uh, Paul, what do you got for us right now? Jeez. Hey, uh, I, Paul, um, I've been starting all these, so I'll, I'll do this one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm drinking from... Chris told me to do that to you. We planned that. <laughs> and by we, I mean, I was like, oh, this would be funny. I'll throw it to Paul, and then he'd be like, no. Uh, I'm drinking from Treehouse Brewery, their juice product uh, project with Citra and Eldorado hops, uh, coming in at 8.4%. This was given to me by one of my one of my regulars at the beer shop, um, and he got it over the weekend. So it's a super fresh beer, and this is absolutely delicious. It looks like it smells hazy. Oh, the juiciness on this! Everything is just like pow. This is there's some of those beers that I go like, oh, this is one of the best hazy New England style IPAs I've had and this is definitely up there it just coats your tongue it has a little bit of that little dry your mouth out that you want to take another sip and I'm I'm gulping this beer because it's just so easy to drink um, absolutely that's the wrong can absolutely uh, delicious would make me want to try other juice products projects um, but yeah, this is featuring the most, uh, substantial dry hopped of any treehouse beer to date 
overall hop volume is actually reduced in comparison to beers of similar stature. The result is a staggeringly juicy and minimal and potent notes of zesty tangerine, sweet guava, mango, definitely get the mango, pineapple purees. It is an unabashed juice bomb. Enjoy. And uh, yeah, this beer is excellent. I'm very happy that my my friend gave that to me. So, okay. Paul, what were you drinking? Another product from AB? I, yes, uh, this is their Elysian uh, Space Dust IPA. And this is uh, the opposite coast of what you were drinking, that you were drinking an East Coast uh, New England-style IPA, and I'm drinking that straight-up West Coast. Whoa, for, for uh, those of you listening, Paul just threw up a gang sign. And I'm even surprised he, he knew what that is. <laughs> Well, he's read the well, wiki on it. A, he's read the wiki on it. Yeah. Is it even a... Guys, you know me. If uh, if Kate ever passes away bef- before I do, I'm completely disappearing. I'm moving out of western New York. I'm moving off this coast. I'm going to become completely incognito. I, I thought you were going to join and, the crypt. Just start like, my I thought that's over. where this was going to go. <laughs> Uh, who knows what will happen when I'm making my way out to the West Coast. So you're saying um, the only thing that's keeping us friends is your wife? Well, <laughs> if Kate dies in a tragic thing, I, there's no way I could stay in Western New York. We can st- uh, we can still do a podcast and stuff, though, right? Because, I mean, I'm not there. Why do you sound like you're cutting all ties with everything? I had to start fresh. Too many, too many memories, man. I'm going to be haunted by my past. My eyes are not glistening with the ghosts of my past. Favorite line from Goblet of Fire. I can't wait until we eventually, in three years, get to that book so we can do that movie for Word Books with Friends. Uh, so many books. It's been a, it's so been many, a year so since we started the podcast, by the way. Yeah, I yeah, because pandemic. Remember when we were thinking that it would have been over by now? <laughs> Never. But Elysian, Space Dust, this is a decent West Coast-style IPA. Um, there are a lot better out there uh, now available in our area. There's Zombie Dust. For a six-pack is thirteen ninety-nine. For a six-pack of Zombie Dust, I'd pick that up over this. But for a while there, there wasn't many offerings. I do enjoy Trogues. Like, they're a Pennsylvania brewery, but they have some good, like, Nugget Nectar I really enjoy, which is more they're, of that piney first cut. First cut, they're, they're, jo- they're joyous, they just put out a lot of, like, yeah, the Nimble the Fan Nimble Giant, a lot, Nim- a lot of, Fan a lot of their um, single, their tall boy can line that they do. Mm-hmm. Are all really good. Yeah, uh, so I would pick those up. But Nugget Nectar is a yearly release, um, once a year release, right? That's yep. not a. And then, of course, Nimble Giant, so once a year release. Like, but for a standard, like, oh, I can easily go get this here in our area since it's distributed by A A B, John. <laughs> uh, you know, it makes it easy to pick it up, man. Just makes it easy yeah. because of the distribution but also, I mean, platform that they carry. It's a good drinkable IPA, though. I yeah, yeah. I've, I've liked seen just that. about everything I've ever had from Elysian. Yeah, 
And but this stands the heads and shoulders above the other two. That's what yeah. I'm saying. There's there's nothing in this variety pack other than this beer that makes me want to buy that variety pack. And I won't buy the variety pack because I can just pick up Space Dust. Yeah. And if I'm picking up Space Dust, I would probably pick up something other than Space Dust, which is unfortunate, but the beer market's crowded. It's it's decent. It's good. If I go to a store and, and Space Dust is like the only option, yeah, it's a good option. It's not a bad option. I'm not going to be upset that that's all I, I have. I'll be happy. I'm like, oh, thank goodness they have Space Dust. And Space Dust like, it. Bar- Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, uh, Space Dust is it's thirteen ninety nine for a six pack, which is I think for that style of beer is expensive. And yeah, Chris, it is like you were saying, it's a bargatory beer. Yeah, it's bargatory plus. Like if I go into bargatory and I see Space Dust there, I would probably get that over any other IPA. Like it's just yeah. like a notch higher. But yeah, it's a notch higher where if that's on the menu, it's no longer a bargatory. You're no longer in bargatory. You're actually at a place you're like, okay, I could come back here. Because if they're going to carry space dust, they're carrying something else that you'll probably like as well. It's, it's possible. We've never been to bargatory. <laughs> I hope it's. Some- <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of beers we've put there. I was going to say, I hope at some point we do wind up like in a place that we're like, guys, do you realize where we are? And then we can just have a moment where we're like, what's the best of Bargatory? Like, what's... With all of these, like, See, that's why of the road beers in front of us, what are we like, oh yeah, give me a Space Dust. Give me... I'm not willing to put Space Dust in Bargatory. I say it, it if soon there's some beer, like a beer like Space Dust, if it's on the menu, you're no longer in Bargatory because you have a decent choice. Paul, what's the what's the place that we went to? World of Beer. World of World Beer, of beer is Bargatory, basically. Was close to it. It did have some locals on ta- uh, that, and because I picked up a halt who goes there. There. Yeah, I mean, so, a Bargatory beer can have some higher echelon. I think it can have a couple higher echelon beers in in real life. Oh, in, in real, real life. life. Okay, yes. <laughs> in real life, yes. But I'm just saying, if you're building Bargatory, yeah. as soon as one of those beers hit that menu, it's no longer Bargatory. Yeah, um, like Jack Jack Astor's would have been... It's a mystical been, uh, place, guys. Well, Jack Astor's uh, was a Bargatory place. Yeah. Uh, in Disney Springs, there's a place that City Works... Um, oh, God. It's like City Works Brass Taps and Poorhouse or something like that. But it's basically, it's bargatory, where it's like, oh, like, pretty decent pub food, but then it's, like, pretty decent beers, too. But there's nothing that, like, walk in, like, knock your socks off. It's like, oh, yeah, like, they have a a good tap list. Uh, CityWalk has that same place. Uh, NBC. uh, Universal, NBC Sports Bar, that sports bar. Yeah, Yeah, that's a bargatory. I will say we were there, NBC, and I was super bummed because they canceled the damn marath- half marathon. <laughs> I'll give it up to, and then I couldn't even get a decent beer because I was in Bargatory. I'll, I'm going to give it to NBC Grill and Brew over CityWorks though, because NBC does have beers that are brewed specially for them from Florida Beer Company, which does some really good stuff. I've mentioned before on the show, but they do all the beers for Universal. So if you go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. 
all the beers there are done by Florida Beer Works. If you go to Springfield, USA at Universal Studios, all the Duff, Duff Dry, Duff Light, uh, if they have the Duff Toberfest, that's all done by Florida mm. Beer Company. And those are all really good beers. Like, those are the beers that when I go to Universal, I'm like, yeah, I don't have a problem spending $11 for the 16-ounce pour of it because this is actually a really solid beer. Like, I would rather have that than, you know, you walk into a place and you're like, oh, do you have beer on top? They're like, yeah, we have both kinds. We have Bud and Bud Light. <laughs> like... Yeah, but if, I, if I'm going to spend $11 at uh, Universal, you know what I'm going to spend? A butter beer. And I'm going to share it with my friend. A good old Kong Dong. Oh, get that Kong Dong. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. you get through that Kong Dong. Uh, but you know what's great to have at a bargatory beer? Or a bargatory bar? Uh, pub trivia? Pub trivia. A, a seltzer? Because I still have my, oh. my last drink to talk about. Yeah. We'll talk about I knew seltzer. you guys were going to forget about it. That's why I was holding it up under my nose. Uh, yeah. But it's a seltzer, yeah. so we're like, no, we drink beer here, Chris. I will say, this. it's made by a brewery, so sit the fuck down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is better. Uh, the pineapple one's not bad. This does have a little bit more of that kind of like citrus tang to it. Again, it's, it's a seltzer, so it's not knockout. It's something that they just decided to do because, you know, breweries are doing this now. Uh... If I had to pick up a seltzer from Sideboard, it would probably be the citrus one, but yeah, it, it is what it is. It's not necessary that I talk about this. I just wanted to be included, Paul. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. I just, like, I, I, like I've said, I, I drink seltzer as a replacement for alcohol, so there's no reason for me to buy an alcoholic seltzer. I, I, I agree to a, a, for the most part, I will say, like, it's a hot July day and we're swimming at my dad's pool. You know what's nice to have? A hellar high watermelon from 21st Amendment. Oh, yeah. That, a seltzer's not bad because it's 5%. It's a refreshing. And key lime uh, Berliner from Hamburg Brewery. Some of those are heavy. Those are heavy beer, like a wheat beer in the pool. What is my stomach made of? I don't know. Oh, you said hell no. high watermelon. I'm like, oh yeah, like that's. I haven't had one of those in a yeah. while, but yeah, I would. Yeah, there's there's it's like the there because John, we always we always go. Oh, this is perfect porch beer. This is perfect lawn mowing beer. Those beers are out there. Uh, yeah, dogfish head sea quench ale. Nice around the pool. Ooh, sequential. Yeah. I'm just saying a seltzer at and on the pool, it's nice. It's light. It's refreshing. You get a little you can get a little bit of a buzz on with your five percent. Uh, I'll say too, a lot of people they might not drink something like a hell or high watermelon or a sequential because they're like, oh weird beer. I don't know about this. But you bring like a oh, it's a yeah. citrus or pineapple seltzer, like people are like, okay. Because it's very, yeah, they'll drink their seltzer. It's approachable, and I think that's the yeah. big thing about them. Like, and that's why White Claw became such a big thing, like last year, or no, it would have been the year before because last year everything was closed down. It, it's crisp, bubbly, alcoholic water. Like, there's nothing to not like about that. 
but there's yeah. also nothing to love about it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, perfect description of what ends up in Bargatory. <laughs> and and when you're in Bargatory, you just hope and pray there's pub trivia, right, Jeff? That's right. <laughs> Because uh, I was going to force that segue after it was so perfectly done before. <laughs> pub trivia is something we've done. Caitlin did a pub trivia episode for us uh, where we all work together to answer her pub trivia. And during during COVID, I, I brought it back. And then we were doing individual ones. But they're so much fun to do. We decided let's do them all at the same time because then we all can have fun with it. Versus one guy doing it and then having to wait like a month to two months for the next guy to do it. So let's all do it together. And who wants to kick off uh, our trivia night? Paul hasn't had the chance to start anything yet. So, <laughs> so okay, so I'm going to start. Okay, with I'll the... go first. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I don't care if things are falling off your wall. <laughs> you should have taped it better. I'm using, it's just that I'm one using, on the right there. I'm using scotch fucking... Uh, tape here. I got a big, massive roll that I've been sticking these post-it notes, and they're all falling. And what's really bizarre is the post-it notes that I taped the questions to the inside have not fallen. It's all just the regular post-it notes that are falling. Cheap-ass post-it notes stolen from the office. God damn it. So we played a very similar game to this before. Uh, I brought it to the table. I think every single time we've done a pub trivia night, uh, normally, it's only the big bucks where we go, where uh, I po- I give you a seed movie, and you have, with its opening weekend from uh, boxofficemojo.com, and then you have, then I give you the next movie, and you have to tell me whether or not that movie paid more or less money. And we keep on going down that same list, more or less money, higher, but... Guys, with the news that that Warner Media has been sold to Discovery, I have to do something completely different. We're going television shows, and we're going television shows uh, rated on IMDb because uh, Rotten Tomatoes did not have ratings for these television shows. So IMDb had them all listed. So we're going to see, you know, HBO, Cartoon Network. DC Comics, they're all now owned by Discovery, which has brought in you some great television shows like, uh, I don't know, Love It or List It. I love like Love one. It or List It. Hey, don't worry, it's on this list. <laughs> uh, let's see how they actually compare to the DC uh, you know, and Warner Brothers uh, television. So, so are you writing down more who, or less? No, no, no. No, we're going to go. It's going to go back and back forth, and forth between who wants to start. Chris is taller. Uh, I, I was going to say I would start, but then I know as soon as I said I'll start, John would jump in. <laughs> okay. So uh, the the seed uh, is Kitchen Impossible. Oh, I is, do uh, love this show. Okay. It's the guy that comes in and tells you how you're messing up your whole uh, restaurant, and he turns it around for you. He's cooked for presidents and the queen. Very militaristic. I don't remember his name, but I can see his face with his glasses and like. I believe he was in the military. He he was. He was like a marine chef or something. He's not Gordon Ramsay, but it's basically a knockoff of the Gordon Ramsay show. Uh, 
This is a, a highly rated show at 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Nothing to not like Chris, about it. I, I agree. Is Batman the Animated Series rated higher Ooh. or lower than Kitchen Impossible? Kitchen Impossible is a fantastic, hey, making a meal in 60 minutes for 300 people reality show. But Oh, that's the show. Okay. But Batman <laughs> But Batman the animated series is touted as one of the best animated shows of all time. So I'm going to say Batman animated series is higher. Ooh, Chris, you are correct. So point to Chris. Mm. John, one of our favorite shows on Discovery. One of the first times we ever hung out all three of us together was to watch his show late at night over at Kate's parents' house because we weren't living in our own places yet. Mythbusters. Yes. And I'm pretty sure you made us watch it. Well, because it's a great show. And neither neither one of us had cable, so we weren't sure what it was. <laughs> I don't Can you, I had cable. Sorry, Paul, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack this for just three seconds. Okay. Can you imagine a time where you didn't know where Mythbusters was the <laughs> <laughs> I can because I think that was the first time I watched Mythbusters as well and it just was interesting and it was like one of the first episodes because it was like whether or not you could be sucked out a, like get stuck to an airplane toilet and the other episode we watched was like a guy like jumping through glass in a high rise building like in a skyscraper like he's like, oh, this glass is special. You, can, you could run right through it, and it won't drop you. And he's a lawyer, and he actually jumps, like runs full bore into it, and just, just flies right out the window. Uh, one of the podcasts I watch or I listen to um, is called Rewatchables, and they they talk about great movies that you can sit down and rewatch. And I think it was the Lethal Weapon, the Lethal Weapon Two. Where the Mythbusters explained that you couldn't pull a house down on stilts with a truck. And one of the guys was like, nah, Riggs did it. Fuck those guys. And I just, I was like, yeah, that's a perfect, perfect thing. No, no, those guys in the movies did it. I don't care if it's true or not. They shouldn't have ruined it. Fuck those guys. So Mythbusters, is it higher rated or lower rated than Batman the animated series. So that's right. I I'm I got I I'm gonna have to I gotta work this one out. So you said yep. Kitchen Impossible was eight something. Eight point nine. So Batman the, the series, series was higher. Just a point one higher. It's nine even nine out of ten. Even. These are all out of ten. And you said this is on IMDB, right? Yes, IMDb ratings. Some and myth? if you just type this, if you type any of these uh, titles yeah. into Google, IMDb is like one of the first ratings you get. So it was a real easy quiz to make. Man. I was like, anything, it's got to be, anything you're going to say is going to be lower than Batman the Animated Series. But then you said Myth- Mythbusters? And I'm like, oh, man, yeah. that could be higher. 
but it did run long enough for people to stop caring about that show. Ooh, so if you're talking about ooh. the whole season, he's, he's metagaming it now. The whole series. Ooh. See, I could see that. I could in the later seasons they, they cut the B Grant team. Imahara, who's well loved. Carrie gone. Grant gone. Other dude gone. See, I could see it being like a nine point two or a nine point five because there was so much love for it. I'm I I'm gonna I I'm gonna say more. You're saying higher. It's higher rated. All right. John, you are incorrect. Yeah, I knew it's it a t- that was a tough one. Uh, no points. Eight point three. Eight point three. So I, you were right. I'm actually surprised it's that low because I I didn't think it would be higher than Batman Animated Series, but I thought it would be higher than eight point three because that's a, like a universally Kitchen, loved show. Kitchen Impossible has got more <laughs> better rating. Yeah. I was like, it can't be. It can't. Kitchen Impossible can't have a better rating than MythBusters. I think you're right. I think it went on along, and they did change how they did things for a while there as well. And then I think there's been a number of like reboots that they've tried. See, the reboot should be under the day. reboot should be under a different yeah, yeah, thing. But it's IMDb. I don't know. Uh, so Chris, The Sopranos. Ooh. Warner Media owns HBO. Mm. The Sopranos. Higherly, is it more? Is it higher rated than eight point three, or lower rated than eight point three? So, be on via IMDb. Sopranos is a show that I've never actually watched. I'm aware of it because uh, my stepdad was Italian, so every Sunday we would go for big Sunday Italian family dinners, and one of the things that was always a topic of discussion was. The Sopranos and how great it was. That being said, I do know people hated the finale of it. So John got in my head. So now I'm thinking like, oh, people love the show, but they hate the finale. So they're going in with that. I was I was going to say to you, beloved show, hated finale. People hated the finale. Um, can sorry, can am I allowed to ask what the score was for the last show? So Mythbusters 8.3. was 8.3. 8.3. I'm going to say Sopranos was, was higher because, I, again, I've never seen it, but I know it's widely touted as just like one of the like, oh, you got to watch this show, TV shows. As my search is from today, May 27th, 2021. Just putting that out there in case people in the future listen to this and be like, Oh, now people hate The Sopranos, or people love The Sopranos uh, even more. So, what you, I'm sorry, he I said higher. What again, Chris? Higher. Higher. You are correct, Chris. It is higher at 9.3. 9.3. Okay. Okay, John. The Deadliest Catch. Show I- on Discovery ran for years. People love this crab catching show. Man. Deadliest catch. Mike Rowe narrates. I mean, Kitchen Impossible is 8.3. Dead, 8.9. 8.9. Deadliest catch can't be higher than The Sopranos. I'm going to say lower. You're going to say lower. You would be correct, John. Yes. 
it is lower than Sopranos. I mean, nine three. Uh, I mean, that's that's a tough number to beat. So anything yeah. you said had to be lower. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. He'll uh, be surprised. Who knows if he'll be surprised? I shouldn't give anything away. Now, Chris, yes. Deadliest Catch rated at a 7.8. It is lower than The Sopranos. But how about The Flash? The CW's The Flash. Is that higher or lower than Deadliest Catch? So I haven't watched The Flash in probably about four or five years now. But I know that it is still running. It is on its seventh season. And now that Arrow's uh, end... Rumor has it that it will be ending at eight after its eighth season. But now that Arrow's ended, that's kind of like the flagship DC Universe show, and there is still stuff kind of spinning out of that universe. Um, yeah, so this season, this year saw the beginning of Superman and Lois, uh, and Supergirl is ending its run this year as well. Mm. Paul, just so you know, that joke works better when it's about a superhero that runs. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I don't... I think Flash is probably better than Deadliest Catch, which for me just happens to be one of those shows that is on TV when you walk into a hotel room. Um, I'm going to say higher. for commercial when you go to the movies. Yeah. You're going to say higher. higher. The the Flash, I think, has a lot of goodwill with people. Okay. So the Flash is higher than Deadliest Catch. I'm sorry, you are wrong, Chris. The Flash is lower than Deadliest Catch. According to IMDb, no points are awarded. I'm, what's, what, what's Flash? What's the Flash? That's surprising. The Flash is at seven point seven. Oh, I was going to say point one percent. I would have said seven three if it was lower. I don't know why. Oh, do you guys want to do that for bonus points? No, I, I, don't, I, I don't have it in me to do Higher bonus points. <laughs> to do to do to give the actual number. Okay, just for funsies, I'll make you guys just come up with a number. Chris, he can say zero point zero or ten. If you want, after you points, higher points don't matter. Yeah, because John's going to give up twenty-seven points. It's going to be great. <laughs> I said I would give one point for each of these to tie to match with Chris. Uh-huh. Okay, so John, Iron Chef America, Iron Chef America, higher than a seven point seven. Is it seven point seven or lower than seven point seven? As rated. On IMDb. I'm going to say higher. Mm. You're going to say not higher. That, not that my thought matters anything on this since it's learned to John. I'm going to say lower because I feel like people view this as a cash-in on the phenomenon that was the actual Japanese one because it was such a weird Japanese thing that people were like, oh, can you believe the Japanese have a game show about this? And you would watch like the bad dub version of it that when people saw Iron Chef America come out, they're like, mm, no, bad taste. Well, there was two. There was the one that Shatner was a host of that was on, like, CW. And then there was the Food Network one that had Elton Brown. And this, this is, is the, the Food, Food Network. Network one. I didn't and realize that there was still, a second one. That one still holds credence, where they still talk about different chefs that showed up on that, and they're, they still refer to them as Iron Chefs. So I'm going to say higher than 7.7. You are incorrect, Oh, yeah. man! Damn, I Iron got Chef. it. Ooh, 
right in the keister. Was is rated on IMDb at seven point one. It is lower than the CW's. So, side question: Did you look up the original Iron Chef? I uh, no. Because I the Shatner Iron Chef. (laughs) No, because I put in Iron Chef America purposely because that's on a Discovery owned network. And that's the whole theme of this round. So I know I said Alright, so right now Original Iron Chef, eight point five out of ten. That's all I gotta say. Uh, Chris is one point up on me. Chris is one point up on you. Uh after, if you still are in, because right now what's happening is you will always get asked whether or not a Discovery-owned franchise is higher or lower. Chris, you'll always get a Warner Media. After this next round of questions, each one, we're going to switch. So John's going to go twice in a row. All right. Okay. So, actually, oops, did I screw up? I did screw up. Because huh? uh, never mind. Because uh, up next. Is huh? Who? I screwed up because I put in. I put a. I didn't realize. Fixer upper is the next question. I knew I had to flip in there somewhere. So Chris is fixer upper. Literally, do not know what this show is. Joe and what's his face? Goofy dudes games. Goofy uh, goofy face games. (laughs) You didn't make that any clearer. Uh, they they this show launched a franchise their their Magnolia franchise. Uh, you can find their home goods now in Target. They had a fix a renovation show. They're based in Waco, Texas. The show was called Fixer Upper. They're America's sweethearts. Fixer Chris, Upper. It's a renovation Chris, show. Uh, Goofy Face Games. I've <laughs> Joe and. Is it Chris Gaines? No, Chris Gaines was Garth Brooks when he was like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not Garth Brooks. I'm edgy. Look at my soul patch and my my emo hair." It's it's okay. I it's Chip. I'm sorry. It's oh, that's Chip an even worse name. Chip. Um, Chip and Joanna up against can I, are a married couple. Chris, Iron Chef? Paul, can I can I have permission to look up uh, Goofy Face Gaines and see what he looks like? <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. I so again. I don't watch a lot of TV, but all of these other shows I've heard of, this one I have not. So I'm going to say this is lower than Iron Chef America. Oh, Chip Chip Gaines, uh, Goofy Face. <laughs> it's Goofy Face, right? Uh, no, actually, Chris, this is uh, this is eight point two. People love Fixer Upper. I guess I've been I've been sleeping uh, on the the Chip Gaines goofy face Fixer Upper. <laughs> yeah, Chip Chip and Joanna Gaines, the Magnolia Industries. Uh, so, John, now you have the uh, Warner Brothers questions. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, you ready for Sex in the City? Um. Is it oh, HBO property owned by Warner Brothers Entertainment? Is it higher or, lo- or lower than lower 8.2? Now, here's, here's the thing. Sex and the City, beloved by women. I know right. women were having – they're having the parties every episode. They're getting together. Would, would 
your everyday woman go on to IMDb to rate this show? 8.2. This is a television show, not the movies. Television show. It could be Sup- poisoned by the movies, though, because people just think like, oh. Yeah. Sopranos 9.3. I have to say Sex in the City has to be higher than 8.2. Has to be higher than eight point two. You are wrong. This is actually the. This is a pretty big jump. This is lower. It is rated at five point three. Five point John, three. Your first, your first instinct was, right. was correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess average like people that watched it, like Kate and other people that grew up watching the show. Bel- I don't think went out to IMDb to break beloved the show. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised yeah. by that one. It's got two movies. Fixer Upper, th- zero movies. Do you think those movies taint? <laughs> do you think the movies tainted the the show score though? That it's possible, maybe, but like where people go back to it and they're like, "Oh yeah, like maybe this is what they were feeding me all along," and I don't like. I don't know. I've again, this is another show I've never watched from HBO, but I know it had had a following. Like, I literally thought this would have been higher though. Yeah. Okay. Now. Oh, I feel bad because now I don't know if you've seen the show either. This is Property Brothers. Chris. I've heard. Of <laughs> Why does Chris keep getting watch? the fixer upper shows? This one I've heard of at least. This is a okay. This I, is a. I do want to say, Paul. I'm on Sex in the City on IMDb, the TV series, and it's seven point one. Okay, well, it's still lower than eight point two, but I just did a. I'll do. Ooh, did it bring up the movie? You guys might be getting different results based on your search history. Sitcom, Sex and the City, 5.3 on IMDb. I'll send you the it's sitcom series. I, it, I'll i send you. I'm, I'm on IMDb. Uh-huh. And it says 7.1. I'm on Google. And, so I'm searching uh, it too. When I look for it, Scrolling down, where's the IMDb? TV. Oh, so for I, me, Sex in the City TV series 1998-2004 says 7.1 out of 10. Weird. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, it's yeah, still, lower. still lower. but yeah. Still lower. Just saying it's not as much. I'm going to do a print screen of what, of what I'm seeing right now. And I will send I it almost, to you guys later. I almost feel like... Because we got a quiz. We got, we got a pop... We got, we got a pop quiz. We got we got a pop quiz. Hot shots! Come on, uh, we got Property Brothers. So the the Silver Brothers. Uh, again, I I've never seen the show, but I'm aware of it just in the pop culture lexicon. I'm gonna say this is higher because I think people love this show. Yes, Adam and Drew Scott Silver. Uh, this is their original series on H. HGTV, this is rated at 7.1. It is higher than Sex in the City at 5.3. Or equal, <laughs> equal to. <laughs> Who knows? At the time of recording, and I, I'll send the photo later, but I'm going to give the points to Chris right now. This is That's fine. For, for yeah, more I, research I that you. you did, I just yeah. was, I just... Unless from the time that we looked at it to when Paul did, like it had been review bombed. No, no, because I just re- I just did it myself. Okay. I was trying to. And, I uh, just wanted to, like I was trying to. I clicked on it, 
just because I wanted to see, like, it just seemed like such a low number. And then what it's gone, what it's off of, and All it is off said, of, though, it's off like, of people's reviews of the series. I do feel like 7.1 is lower than I would have expected it to be, though. And that's the thing is, like, like the first one on it is 8 out of 10. And then one person chose not to. Yes. Paul's playing with his camera. Some person I, didn't do it. Ten out of ten, eight out of ten, six out of ten. That? Is that even it's a li- it's a little bit blurry. It's not. It's not um, zooming properly. It's Five point three when I and that sitcom nineteen ninety eight yeah. six seasons. And then there's like one out of ten. Who relates to this? And I feel like that's written by a guy who watched Sex in the City and was like, well, I don't understand who would like this. He, he was thinking it was cash. Uh, or, uh, cash cap is cash, cash cap here no. higher than everything. <laughs> cash cash cap right. is on here. <laughs> no, I was thinking uh, taxi confidential. What was it called? Cabby confidential. All right. So, John, taxi cab confessions. <laughs> That's not it's a late night HBO but series. Justice League. <laughs> Justice League Unlimited. Is it higher? Seven point one one for property I, brothers. In my heart, yes, and that will be my review. Yes, it's higher than seven. Wait, just yeah, Justice League Unlimited. Justice League Unlimited. Yes, the second series, it, the reboot is, of just it is higher. John, you are correct. It is eight point seven rated on IMDb uh, via yeah, Google. That's a, that's a great show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Okay, this is a show over on HGTV that's uh, kind of like one of those filler shows that's always on. If you go to the dentist, go to a doctor's office, this is what's playing in the background. This is House Hunters. Not oh, I hate this show. Just, just the regular House Hunters. That's right. Susie and Dale are looking for a house uh, with a budget of $7. Dale sells newspaper clippings for a living. Uh, Susie. Well, you got you got Susie, me on that one. Joe <laughs> uh, kind of stolen from uh, John Mulaney, but Susie yeah. trims shrubs. They have a budget of fourteen million dollars. I hate this show. I'm gonna say lower. <laughs> it is lower. It's six point seven percent. Six point seven percent out of ten. It doesn't make sense. So Chris How, gets- what, your job should not afford you that much. I, I do know there is the thing where like they are given money to put towards the house as well. So I don't know if they're mm-hmm. putting that in there with their budget for the house. Oh, and also like with the property brothers, like they say, like when they stage it all and furnish it, the people don't get to keep that furnishing. They just clear everything out. <laughs> they clear it all out after. Oh, that's probably why. And, and it's like Wait, no, they take I said their crap out of higher. storage and put it back in. They have to, yeah. Everything that they, you know, we're going to move into the house. Like then they have to move it in. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So John, I know you don't like the show anymore. Or, or no, no. I, well, I don't. Arrow. CW's Arrow. Higher than six point seven. Is it higher than six point seven or lower? Now, did you want to ask any questions about any of the shows already on this list? Well, Flash was higher than 6.7. The lowest thing we had was your Sex in the City. Yes, at 5.3. I mean, I know Arrow went 
long, and the last couple seasons weren't as well-reviewed. But the last few seasons is where they start to do the big crossover Big crossover things. I'm going to say Arrow's... It had... I feel... I'm just glad I put it away, put together this list where you guys actually think about it no, instead yeah, of just, just being like, bah, Paul, we bah, always say this bah. on the show and then after. Like, <laughs> you always come up with, like, really good stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, and these are things, too, that, like, you you tease us with things that we love or like and then put uh-huh. house hunters on there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking, like, in my mind, it's like, well, Arrow's got to be higher. But then Paul's like, are there any questions you need to ask? And he leans back and puts his hands behind his head like, no matter what he picks, it's going to be wrong. I'm Paul. And I'm not sure what to do with it. Uh, See, I could see Arrow being like a 6.9 or a 6.3. It could go either way. <laughs> it could go, it could either, go way. either way. Yeah. Yeah. But again, well, all you need people... to do is hit the bullseye. Like you're mm. I'm 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 gonna say higher. My gut's telling me it's lower because of how you acted, but I'm gonna say higher. It is higher, John. Very good. With all my mind games included. I was expecting to ask Paul, what was the number for the flash again? Oh, 7.7. It was 7.7, I've been writing them all down, and I've been keeping track in my head. Oh, nice. John's good with that sometimes. (laughs) I've had enough beers that I'm kind of smart right now. (laughs) You're at the perfect level of beer IQ. Because they're just numbers in a row, but I remember that (laughs) Flash was 7.7. So the arrow was higher, Chris. At 7.5. 7.5, yeah. And now, we're on the third question. If you get this wrong, i got to let you out of the cab right here. I don't care what intersection it is. You could be killed and mugged. I don't care. I'm just going to keep on driving. Uh, so, cash cap, is it higher or lower than arrow? It's 7.5. 7.5. So, uh, out of 10. Out of 10. I... I forgot about Cash Cap until tonight. And then tonight made me remember on 30 Rock, they had a thing where uh, Tracy Jordan got into a cab and turned out to be the Cash Cab, and he was just getting all the questions right. This is one of those shows, again, you don't put it on to watch it, but it just happens to be on TV when you're in a bar or walking into a hotel lobby or something. I think people have really good memories about this one because there's nothing that can go off the rails about it. Like, it's a fun show of just random people, like, getting asked questions where they can get money. I'm going to say this is higher. Higher than uh, the arrow. CW's the arrow. 7.5. You are Oh, wrong my gosh. Cash cab. Only rates at a 7.3. I was pulling for the lower. cash cab universe coming from Greg Berlanti, and now I'm just let down. <laughs> that's not going to be a thing. It's not going to be a thing. Though I do feel bad that about this whole, uh, this whole sex in the city. I'm just surprised because I love me a fun, weird game show, but 
But I also love me a fun, weird game show that's accessible that, like, I could just kind of stumble my way into and then, you know, possibly excel at. So I'm surprised Cash Cab is is lower than Arrow. Okay. Here's the thing that happens on Google, and I should have checked on this. When I clicked the link for the rating on IMDb, it brought me to Sex in the City, a television series that came out in 2012, even though everything showing me Sex in the City from HBO starting in, like, 1996, this is a Korean reboot, <laughs> and that's what got the 5.3 rating. So I am sorry, guys. Why is it giving you Korean fault. reboots of stuff before the American version, Paul? I will show you the link. Oh, I believe you. I just want it to is, know why. It's pictures of Carrie of a uh, of a uh, you know married to Matthew Broderick, and used to be married to uh, Steven Spielberg here, um, Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Sorry, I forgot their names. They do have identity. That's okay. She's always going to be Sarah too. Sanderson to me. Which also this past week announced Hocus Pocus well, two officially a thing coming out. Mm. Mm. So good. Fucking, I fucking love me some Hocus Pocus. That's been on my Halloween must-watch list for the past, like, 20 years oh, of my life. Year. So I'm glad it's fine. Has it's, it too. it's like one of the only gifts that my wife actually appreciated that I ever gave her was the DVD of Hocus Pocus. Oh, and that's like a DVD you can just pick up for, like, five bucks. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, like, four ninety nine. You know, I found it one. It's like that. I found it in the woods next to some porn that I found. It was crazy. <laughs> The, was the porn rated higher or lower than Cash Cab? <laughs> it was actually the issue of um, where uh, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer posed naked for Christy one Christy Swanson. Magazine. Um, okay, I'll say higher. Uh, did Chris... I'm, I'm sorry, I stepped away to get my next spirit. Did Chris get that one yeah. right or wrong? I, I was wrong. He so got it we're wrong. Tied, we're Cash tied right Cab. now, Chris and I, right? I believe so. I thought Cash Cab, there's nothing not to like about it. Why was it rated lower than Arrow? One, two, three, four. I think because it went on too long. And then. Uh, John, you have one, two, three. No, you have a. Ch- Chris uh, has four points. John, you have three points. You have a chance tied now. Okay. With this question Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Is it higher or lower? Then Cash Cab at 7.3. Rated so on the IMDb. only person who I know watches this show is Paul. <laughs> and Paul also... You knew it had to show up on the And Paul list. also doesn't know how IMDb works, so he didn't review it. That's true. That's true. Uh, I do know that not only is it well-received, it also had a couple movies. So I'm going to say... The movies were for just Cartoon Network. Yeah, I, still, it, never, it, it wasn't theatrical yeah, still, release. Still movies. I'm going to say it is higher than 7.1. Is it higher than 7.3, which is actually the question? Cash Cab is 7.1. 7.3. 7. City 7. was 7.1. No, Cash Cab is no. 7.1. 7.1 on IMDb. <laughs> Okay, yeah, fine. Then it's it okay, then And I still Buster's Home for Imaginary Friends is still higher at seven point six. John, you are correct. Why don't why aren't you actually on IMDB instead of doing Google searches for these things? Because 
Yeah, it was like it, when you search it, it does bring up the IMDb ratings underneath. IMDb, it. and that's all. That's what I was doing because I didn't even think it would be. Because I didn't think Google would be wrong. <laughs> that's why. But why aren't you just on IMDb to do these? Because it pops right up right there when I just type in the name. But it does the same thing on IMDb website. I didn't go to that IMD website at all to do this. <laughs> I was looking for ratings uh, and numbers. IMDb was the only one that consistently I, gave See, me I don't know, because when I... I also looked at Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes that also pop up. I'm on Google, number. and when I search Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, I scroll down, it says 7.6 out of 10. 19,866 votes, so... But we all... But do you think there's more... Do you think... Cash Cab might have been made in other countries, Paul? I'm looking at Cash Cab right now. It's 7.3. I'm yeah. looking up Cash Cab now. <laughs> On IMDb. So it's Cash Cab, seven, TV series 2005 through. I look up Cash Cab on Google and it says IMDb 7.1 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have, 7.1. So weird. Wait, what All was right. Cash Cab up against? Arrow? No, f- yes. uh, no, Foster's Imaginary Friends. No, but for me, it was Cash Cab was up against Before, Arrow. Before, it was okay, Arrow, Arrow was 7. and 7.1 is still lower. Arrow was 7.5. I said it higher, so I would still be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know nothing matters, but if I could get that point, I want to get that point. Alright. This is a show that my in-laws watch. I didn't hear about it until they told me about the show. I don't understand how this is a show, but the show is called 90 Day Fiance. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, people. I haven't watched the show, but I've seen, like, best of slash worst of moments from the show on YouTube. I have not seen the show. It seems like one of those honey boo boo kind of moments where I would just, like, just be it. Ashamed that I'm not only that I'm watching it, that the but the people are participating in it. People uh, loved, but people love to watch say, a train wreck, and that's what I was going to say. Like people love a train wreck. This is higher than Foster's. Ooh, this is lower than Foster's, according to my search on Google. This is a six point six. When I looked at this three hours ago <laughs> on Google, and now you guys are furiously searching. I'm going to like just double check all your okay six point four ninety day fiance yeah ninety day fiance is lower six point four still lower than seven point six then Buster's home John Adventure Time is it higher more higher rated or lower rated it, than 98 Fiance. It absolutely has to be higher than 6.4. It is. 8.6. That is higher. John taking the lead. That's that's the first time I've ever seen uh, Chris's girlfriend on screen. <laughs> she, she's very reclusive. <laughs> I thought she was turn, magically turned into a cat. Uh, like, that's... I, I got really excited. I was like, oh, there she is. I saw her. I saw her. <laughs> she exists. I, I don't know what to tell you. 
I've seen silhouettes, I've seen hands, and I've seen uh, her foot. <laughs> She's a little shy. <laughs> That's fine. Um, how about Cutthroat Kitchen? This is a show that I know John likes, and I was expecting... I screwed up and like mixed up the order a little bit here. This and I thought that the Elton Brown, the Elton Brown, where he's being kind of sassy and mean. I'm he's say, being sassy. He's uh, being sassy and he is being mean. I'm gonna say lower because people don't like Elton Brown when he's being sassy. You like him being like that informative <sighs> and warm. Like, See, I'd presence. I'd say people people like him being dicky. When I watched Cutthroat Kitchen, I liked that he was enjoying being an asshole to those people. And that is why I thought John was going to get the question, because John would be wrong. It's 7.3. Chris, you are correct. It is lower. Uh, so, John... We're, Chris and I are tied now, right? I yeah, because I had that one wrong, uh, and then you got, like, two one. right. It, it, it's going to be neck and neck. John, HBO series... Game of Thrones. Mm. Everybody was talking about the show. Is it higher or lower than Cutthroat Kitchen? 7.3 for Cutthroat Kitchen. Talking about a show that everybody hated the ending of. I know. Can I I double check Cutthroat Kitchen's number? (laughs) I haven't watched the last few seasons of Game of Thrones. um, But when it was coming out, like because you had access to HBO Go or Max or whatever it was called at that time. And we were watching, yeah. like, those seasons of it. Like, that was... It was fantastic. I don't know if People, the last season was bad enough that it turned off everybody from it. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I haven't watched anything past, like, I think the fourth season, maybe. I am on IMDb right now. Cutthroat Kitchen. Elton Brown is playing on the background. Play your trailer with sound. 7.3 out of 10. I can see so many people rating the series so low because of that last season. People were outraged. There was outrage. I'm I'm kind of stuck in my own head now about like how many people rated the show when they were watching it, being like, "Oh, ten out of ten, best fantasy show ever." Versus oh. how many people would go on at the end and be like, "Oh no, I hated this." Like, I think it because it ran for a while. I think it might have gained enough goodwill. During the like the lead up, no, that last season it made, ran from 2011 to 2019. That last season, everybody hated it. Everybody. Is it lower than seven point three? <sighs> I'm gonna say it's higher. It is higher, and I'm on IMDb, and I double check my numbers it's at 9.3 whoa soprano numbers it, it did drop in popularity it was uh rated at number it was rated at number six it's now down to number 10 so uh, fun so fact john it's the problem um, you can look this up where it'll actually show you over on ratinggraph.com how things are rated uh season one on imdb was 9.1 season two nine Season 3, 9.1. Season 4, 9.3. Season 5, 8.8. Season 6, 9.1. 7 was a 9.1. Season 8, 6.3. So it was literally like at that tail end, people were like, nope. So before that final season, like it would 
would have been at like a 9.0. Yeah. Wow. All right. Talking talking about people getting sassy. How many of these do you have? <laughs> it seems like it's Two a more. lot, right? <laughs> There's 10 points for each of you available. So, yeah. Uh, love it or list it. <gasps> I love that show. But now, I is was... it the original? Yeah, the original 2008 television series. Love it or list it. Is it higher or lower? What was Game of Thrones? 9.3. Lower. I've never heard of this show before tonight, so lower. It is lower, Chris. Just because I want to move on, I was going to build up the suspense. (laughs) 6.4. It is lower. John Smallville. CW's Smallville. That's right. 6.3. Four, love it or list it, a show that you love because they're sassy people being sassy to each Man. other. That show did not. People didn't stay with it. Paul, you haven't like when you and I did not when, stay with it, and I tried to watch it twice. Yeah, because you watched it originally when it was airing, and then you were watching it again because you got all the DVDs with Eric, and you guys didn't finish it, right? No. <laughs> It 6.4. 6.4. Is it higher or lower than 6.4? Out of 10. Out of 10. Oh, man. Don't See, do I'm it. A- no. Don't Ooh. do it. See, I would... I want to say it's. there's enough people that like that series... That it would be higher than 6.4. There's enough but people then, that liked it that they kept it going for another season in comic books, too. But then it's also like, well, 6.4. Paul like Paul would put this as a trick question because it'd be lower. I, I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go higher because there was such a fan base for that. And it was pre—it was previous to all the sex scandal. <laughs> That's true. Maybe that gave it a bump because it's at seven point wow. five, guys. John, you are correct. Let me double check the math there on IMDb real quick. Smallville. I do not. As someone that watched Smallville as it was airing, two thousand one. I don't wow. think that show deserves that score. It's dropped in popularity, 17 spots recently, but, you know. Somebody say! The, the first three seasons are fun. The first three seasons like, are fun. They'll, like, a couple past that. Because, like, once they brought uh, Erica Durance in as Lois, like, it was all right. They started to do, like, the Justice League stuff and like, what was it, like, season five? Wait, with yeah, Aquaman? Was, that. Yeah, they, that's that that season where they brought in. That's where I was like, okay. and, Oh, should we join um, an air a junior lifeguard association? You mean yeah. a JLA? Nah. Arrow. They had the Arrow character that stuck around for, for a yeah. long time. Yep. They had like uh, impulse. Impulse. Yeah. <clears throat> for episode, yeah. Did I win? That was did I win that? Uh, John, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven points. Chris with one, two, three, four, five, six points. So, yes, John with one point comes out with the Smallville clincher. I think that's, that's the first one of these I've won. 
No, you won a full uh, episode before. No, I don't believe I did. I did have it. I did do House Hunters Interdimensional, but we're not going to do that because I went way too long. Over or under. Uh, So who wants to take the next one? Chris, you, me, you, Uh, me, who? You, me? You, me? You, you, you? You, 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 me? Me, Um, you? I'm okay with starting it off. Yeah. Oh, we, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, you want to do your beer? Yeah. Because Paul came in with a new beer. Yeah. He said no? No, I did come in with a new beer. Uh, but, yeah, and my beer is uh, something that I took from, because it was a free bait. I, and this is Blue Moon. I, light, light Sky, sky Citrus pretty wheat. good. It's okay. It's, I like, for a uh, light, I've been taking crap. For a light beer, I whoa, like whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, the guy that's been like, oh, Paul, with your AB beer oh, all just, night. You're going to come over here. Why? It was fun. And smack, and smack this, you've been smacking beer <clears throat> out of my hand all night. Yeah. Then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, the most AB beer. The most AB of beers. They're light wheat beer. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely brewed with tangerine peels. It's got that nice tangerine Save it for the show. Save it for the show. This is the this show. Is the We're show. Oh, is this the show? He's Are we going doing, again? Yeah. yeah, I'm supposed as to go first. As soon as he started Paul. talking about it, <laughs> yeah, you know why I started going? So you wouldn't jump in and just say, "Hey, I'm going first. Yeah, that's producer Paul pulling a power trip on you. <laughs> I'm drinking this beer. It's only 95 calories and 3.6 uh, carbs, but also this can is just 12 ounces. Even though it looks like a tall boy, it's very thin. Four uh, percent alcohol by volume. That's all I could handle. There was other beers in my fridge that I wanted to grab, but I'm like, you know what? I'm already feeling it. I got to be up before six a.m. tomorrow. It's already ten thirty. Uh, let's let's calm down. Let's have a light sky from Blue Moon, dude. If you see this out, like it's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. This is perfect to bring to a party or a summertime. Being at a pool. Like, it's a hot day in August in a pool. I'd grab uh, a light sky before a seltzer. Yeah. I'm just, I'll put that up. There. I I, in, I was surprised how much I enjoyed this beer. The tangerine is really nice on it. For a light beer. It's ecto cooler, it's, man. It's a nice drinking beer. I, I have mm-hmm. no problems with this beer. I, I was ready to support your decision on this beer because... I think it's pretty good. I brought it home thinking my wife would enjoy it, and she didn't. And I was surprised that I was the one that liked this beer the the most out of the two of us. Um, But yeah, I think Light Sky, for a light beer, I would pick a Light Sky over a Blue Moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. Chris, what would you pick over a a Blue Moon? I haven't had a Light Sky, so I can't speak to that, but... My next beer is one that I've had previously on the show, and this was a limited release from another Orlando brewery, uh, Dead Lizard Brewing. And when I went there to get this, they only had one can left in their cooler, so I grabbed it just to have. Uh, They actually just re-brewed it again, and when we went there like a week and a half ago, they had the cooler full of it, and this is Dead Lizard Brewing's Caramel Daddy. Caramel Daddy! Hey! We had this on tap there, and it was it's a white stout brewed with chocolate and caramel, and it was just fantastic. The canned version of it 
is a little bit more subdued. It doesn't have as much of that like caramel pop on it. But there's a little bit of like a light kind of like toffiness to it. Uh, but the whole reason for buying this four pack and bringing it home was just so John, when you come to visit, uh, Yanni could pass you a beer and say caramel daddy. But she <laughs> said she doesn't feel comfortable doing that and <laughs> has pretty much refused to. So there will be one of these waiting for you, and it's not bad. I'm not a big so fan when of- I when I have this beer at your apartment, I'm supposed to go caramel daddy. And then after that, I go, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> um, it, I'm not a white stout fan. I figured if I was a big fan of any white stout, it would be the um, New Holland Brewing's Dragon's Milk white stout. That one even hmm. wasn't great. Having this one on tap maybe be like, ooh, okay, white stouts, maybe, maybe my jam. It might just be something in the canning of it because, again, having this one a week and a half ago to today, I'm like, oh, it's not bad. It's just a style of beer I'm not a big fan of. I might just have to have it fresh out the tank, kind of, to make me be like, yeah, okay, I, I enjoy it. I do have to say, you, 2020 to now, you've had more white stouts and you keep going, I don't like them. And there have been a couple that you'd be like, I like this. But I'd say like 90% of the time you have them, you're like, I like nope, don't scene. like it. So the flashback and you just for keep those going of, back to them. For, the, for those of you who haven't been listening to the Big Broadcast for our entire like almost 11-year history now, when we started this podcast, Paul and I were like the Stouts and Porter guys. John and producer I still Scott. Liked stu- I still no, like no, stuff. You guys before. were like the IPA guys. Like we would have an IPA on the show, and like you and Scott would be like, "Oh, this is great." And Paul would be like, mm, "My teeth, ooh!" Like we just couldn't like, earwax. Like we couldn't get into it. Yeah. So I know, and then I hit puberty, and it was great. <laughs> I know tastes change over times, but I like I see a stout. I'm always gonna be like, "Ooh, yes!" Like give me that richness. And I'm forever kind of chasing that, and I can still have stouts that I really enjoy and love, but the white stout is something of, like, a more recent style that's become available, and I just haven't had any that's wowed me, but I will say I do enjoy this more on tap than I do can't, and I felt the same way about the brace face from Sideward. Like, it's just something in that process or, like, how long it's been sitting versus in a keg where it's maybe like a little bit more ready to go. I don't know. It's just the tap versions taste a little bit better and it kind of gives it that oomph that maybe, maybe I like it. But yeah, you got a, you got a caramel daddy waiting for you. I'm excited for that. Uh, and I'm also very happy with my Toomey's corner from other half brewery. This is their double dry hopped, IPA coming at 6.0%. And this is, I mean, I'm I'm almost done. It's 6.0%. I just checked Google and it said it's 6. <laughs> oh, let me let me check untapped. Uh oh, untapped. It's at 6.0. Uh, uh Google, you did it, you again. did it to me again. Uh 
it's just a really this is a really nice drinking just regular IPA not you know it's nothing to totally write home about but it holds up having followed the juice project from treehouse which was like pop bang wow this is great how can my palate hold up to another dry hopped beer that's not an imperial or this and this beer does i grabbed this mainly because i've been sitting on wanting to drink it and it was six percent i've had this is my fourth beer tonight. I didn't want to get uh, super blackout drunk like I was my first uh, trivia night. Yeah, but that was over. The, you weren't working the next day. Was I wasn't, great. and was, I, I have a lot to good. do tomorrow. Uh, but I'm feeling good. I'm in a really good place with everything that I've had. Everything was low ABV except for the Juice Project, but this holds up. And it's nice. It's a really good drinking beer. It's it doesn't feel too heavy, and uh, it's nice drinking. And it holds up against that big, big flavor of the Treehouse beer. Um, so yeah, I'm giving that a thumbs up. I like it. And uh, I'm gonna try to stay on my my high rolling winning streak with Chris's quiz. All right. Oh, so I. I'm going to try to get some I lost, points here. I lost my pen. Oh, gosh. There oh, it is. Shit. Put it down and on her break. It's not prepared. So, guys, I had something written up for the show. I, I worked so hard on it. But it turns out that it was all stolen by that famed thief, Cassandra San Andreas. <laughs> so now it's up to you guys to chase Cassandra San Andreas through the comic book world to find my lost trivia questions in what I'm calling Where in the World is Cassandra San Andreas? So, nice. the way this is going to work at random, I'm going to pick someone to start off. You will be presented a clue as to where Carmen San and sorry. Cassandra San Andreas has ran to. If you are not able to read that clue, it will go to your opponent who can then steal the point and then they will have the next question available to them as well. So, mm. I have my my lucky spin down from Magic the Gathering here because I don't own any actual dice. Rolling this. Paul, you will be up first. So, First clue will be yours. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> can I ask? Uh, was there like odds or evens given to us? Uh, or so Paul was going to be one through ten. You were going to be eleven through twenty. <laughs> okay. Because when I look at my screen, Paul's, yep. Paul's on the left, so he's first. You're next. I'm always the lower side too, as well. You know, if if you're going to fail a saving throw. It's going to be all, all <laughs> ones, baby. So I, so I am going to read ones. you a clue. You can then answer to what city, planet, or extra dimension Cassandra San Andreas has fled to with my trivia questions. This feels very much like House Hunters Interdimensional, but okay. Again, I... (laughs) That was a 7.1. I do not watch TV at all, Paul. (laughs) 
So, I ask that you please wait for me to finish reading the entire clue before you present your answer. Uh, and then, again, if you are unable to answer it, it will go to John, who I will then reread the question, and then I will provide a hint as to what comic book universe Ooh, it comes hint. from. In your, in your face, Paul. So, are you ready? Ready. I'm so ready. Right. So, I had the biggest crush on Carmen Sandio. I mean, Cassandra. <laughs> Sandra San Andreas. <laughs> San Andreas. A woman, I couldn't up. see her face, but I could definitely see her ankles. Oh no, you could see you could see her half her face. There was a mystery there. She had a certain mystery. I like a certain mystery. You like a certain vulnerability. I like vulnerability. Chris. So, Cassandra headed to this old whaling town after hearing it was a sister city to another crime-ridden locale. She managed to get out before chemo was dropped on it during the infinite crisis. Chemo was dropped. Was this Coast City? That is incorrect. No. John. Oh, oh I know. Do you request I reread it? it? I, no, it's, it's Bullhaven because no, I just uh, read this issue of Nightwings. Yeah, that will go Haven. to John for Bloodhaven. John Blood also Haven is Bullhaven. That's my fault. Really <laughs> stupid. John also gets the next question because you almost got her, but she's already on the move, guys. Yeah. Cassandra figured this Twin City to Central City would be a good place to stop while on the run. Could you read it one more time? Cassandra figured this Twin City to Central City would be a good place to stop while on the run. Uh, I've had too many beers. <laughs> I'm going to say Coast City because that's all I can That is incorrect. With. It's Keystone. It's yeah, Keystone City. Paul, right. Paul got the steal with Keystone City. Paul also gets oh. the next question. Paul, you almost had her. She just she slipped right through your fingers. You just weren't fast enough. Your goddamn fingers, Paul. <laughs> They're thin and spindly. So, dealing with some bottled up feelings was never part of the plan when it came to hiding out in this small city. But Cassandra had to make her stay here brief because you brainiacs almost found her. Because you brainiacs almost found her. A pure brief small city. Brainiac. Brainiac. Small city. The city of Candor, the shrunken city, the city in the bottom. Paul okay. got it. It's good. I had to good like but parse Paul, out the she clues. She was so small, she slipped right through your fingers. She's heading somewhere else. John, over to you. A techno futurist dreams. Cassandra didn't have time to tour this reclusive nation's resource and manufacturing facilities. She was more worried about the patrolling regal fauna. Wakanda. That's Wakanda, baby. It was the it was the fauna. Yeah. You mean flora? Flora would be plants. Yeah, the regal flora, which is the, the regal fauna, herb. would be an animal king. Oh, an animal king. Okay. I'm taking away your. your yeah, your do it, do it, do it. Well, Paul, John's got to win this, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, you know, you guys were on IMDb and like, no, 7.2, Dude, you were fucking wrong with a lot of those. Paul, don't worry. 
he was not able to catch her. She leapt through the jungle canopy and headed to our next location. Stealing from the rich was always part of San Andres' thing, so she figured this Pacific Coast city would be a bullseye for her. What she didn't expect was a home for liberal hippies and renaissance men. Opal City? That is incorrect. Ooh. I will take the question read again with I will read the again clue. because this is from the DC Universe. And hmm. I will read the quote again. Stealing from the rich has always been San Andreas's thing. So she figured this Pacific Coast city would be a bullseye for her. What she didn't expect was a home for liberal hippies and renaissance men. It's Green Arrow City. But I can't think of Green, La- Green Arrow City. S- Star City? It is Star City. Ah, oh, Star City. That's right. I said o- Opal. Opal City would be Star Man City. Yeah. So, oh, Star Man. So you were close uh, the with, the, only- like, the star. I think that might have been, like, what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got this because I remembered when he was previous to a White Lantern, and he re- did the thing he had a star <laughs> the woods was like were the, star, the woods were the a star, star yeah in the middle of the city yeah that's that's what that's what got it for me thank you for making it dumb for me <laughs> good job, comics. Good job. all right and then after the seal john gets this one too because he just couldn't <sighs> hit the mark on that last one a little bit too slow cassandra's on the move again boys Hiding out in a farming town was never part of her plan, but you've been on Cassandra's tail faster than a locomotive. Catch her quick before she makes her next bound. Smallville, please. Yes, it is Smallville. Paul shaking his head. These were all random. I know. (laughs) These were all random. I had a list of places to pull up, and this was... This happened to be the next one. But... but, Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Paul... Next, next one's yeah. coming to over to over to you, because she made her way out of there. This mm-hmm. bewitching little New England town certainly casts a spell on her, but San Andreas has been through enough trials, and this whole town seems a little, a uh, little bit already on a witch hunt. Uh, Salem, a little bit more specific. That's Salem, Massachusetts. Witch hunt. It's from a comic book. I'm ready. Or, I'm ready to give you a point if John can't get the exact. Yeah, I'm going to go Salem, Massachusetts. This comes from go Archie ahead. Comics. Yeah, it's where uh, Sabrina's from. Can I get the question again? This bewitching little New England town certainly casts a spell on her. But San Andreas has been through enough trials, and this whole town already seems like it's on a witch hunt. Yeah, it's Sabrina's town. I have n- I when you read it, I was like, "Oh, it's Sabrina's town," or when you read it to me, I I do not recall what her town is called. Paul, do you, do you remember? Because you're going to get the point no matter what, because you were pretty close. Because it's kind of like an allegory stand-in. Yeah, until you said it was Sabrina, I wouldn't be like. I was like. Which haunt, you know, it has to be... Uh, Do I get half a point for knowing nope. it's Sabrina? No. Because he gave you... It was, I knew it was Sabrina! Uh, it was, this, it this was there Green, in his clues. This is Greendale. 
Greendale. Okay. But Paul, you still got that one because Salem, it's okay. it's there in the clues and it's basically yeah. just a standalone because they didn't want to say Salem. Yeah, but he got yeah. he got all the witch clues. He didn't get that it was Sabrina. Yeah, but Salem shows up in comic books as well. Like <laughs> Moving back over to John. Okay. John. So she's been running for a while and she started getting sleepy. But luckily for her, this location has everything Cassandra's ever wanted. The possibilities almost seem endless. Hmm. Could you do it? Oh, jeez. Could you do it one more time for me? She's been running for a while and started getting sleepy. But luckily for her, this location has everything Cassandra's ever wanted. The possibilities almost seem endless. The dreaming? It is the dreaming. Mm. Like, it's the Sandman, but I don't know what town. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed so, the dreaming, though. It's a great pull, John. So, of, really obviously, pull. in the Vertigo DC Comics Sandman book, the dreaming would be Dreams Realm. This, this area has everything she's ever wanted. Which, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. I would have been like, Sandman. A good pull on actually knowing it's called the dream. Paul, heading back over to you now. Yep. Stopping by this Eastern European kingdom masks her true intentions, a home to both technology and magic. Cassandra is already worried about her on sorry, already worried about you on her trail. She doesn't want to be stuck in a robot enforced monarchy for too long. <laughs> Don't worry, Chad, I know it's a lot better. Because at first you were like, oh, man, and I was like, whoa, 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 you didn't get it right away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Dr. Doom. I, I blame that one on me. Doom, Doom I, land. Doom, Doom. I, then, it hit, then it hit me. I'm like, that very. I, I hate reading out loud, so sometimes doing these, you stumble a little bit. But, yeah, it was indeed the kingdom of Latveria. Well, I was just like, oh, yeah. He made it pretty easy in the beginning there. Oh. Oh, he's still going. Oh, he's really driving it home that it's Dr. Dooms. I, I want to give enough hints that it's like... If it oh, cl- trust me. If it clicks... I, I, drew, I wrote a similar thing with my thing and I gave it up because I was like, I need two clues per. And I'm like, you know what? This, I don't know if this will work. Wait. So I'm glad you're doing a very similar wait thing. Till you hear, wait till you hear what I put for IBUs. <laughs> well, John, just wait until you hear. It's all bullshit and unmade up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> Wait until you, you hear your next clue, because she's still mm. on the run, boys. Hearing this was a safe haven, San Andreas didn't realize she'd be the only person here after everyone picked up and moved to Krakoa from this island. Maybe Magneto was right. Can I hear it one more time? Hearing this was a safe haven, San Andreas didn't realize she'd be the only person here after everyone picked up and moved to Krakoa. Maybe Magneto was right? Savage Island? Savage Island? Paul, this is definitely from the Marvel Universe. Would you like me to reread it? Is it... Is it... 
sanctuary? It is not. This was no. the I the or is it no, Muir this Island? This was the island of Genosha. Genosha. Uh, created in the 1980s by Chris Claremont, it came back into prominence as kind of. Um, I was thinking sanctuary, which which was Magneto's like flowing orbital island, right? Or the meteor? Was it, the yeah. meteor. Wasn't no. that called Sanctuary? And Magneto was right. Genosha uh, set up a safe haven for mutants until it was destroyed by Charles Xavier's twin sister, Cassandra Nova, in the early 2000s. And then Marvel decided to do the same thing again when they were like, oh, let's make her go on. John, heading back over to you. Using this planet's ongoing war with the Ranians as cover. Wait, wait. It should be Paul's. Oh, is it Paul's? It's okay, Paul's. sorry, I thought yeah, that was yeah, you. My bad. My bad. Uh, John missed it. I and then I missed it. So, because yeah, you had that one. So yeah, so back over to Paul. Uh, using this planet's ongoing war with the Ranians as cover, San Andreas is nesting her for, uh, nesting here for a bit before she has to fly the coop from this futuristic city planet. Oh, City Planet, Thandor, or Than... Ran Than... Thanagar. Thanagar. <laughs> I had to do that. When he said ran, I was like, oh, what's the attaching word to that? War. So, I'm like, Thandor? Nope, not Thandor. Thanagar. I, Than- I would have given War. it to you because you were, like, right there going through it. Yeah. Uh, John, heading over to you now. Figuring she'd be harder to find in a big city, Cassandra stumbled upon this hidden burrow filled with storied old world charm. You've almost got her, but will this be the end of your chase, or is, will this be Cassandra's happily ever after? Oh. Damn it. It's fables, right? <laughs> right? It's fables. Yeah, I can't think of what the place is called. So, I, I don't know. Paul, I, I will move it. It's just from the Vertigo universe. And I will say it yeah. again. And all I can think about is Once Upon a Time. Though. Figuring it's, she'd be I, harder to find in a big city, Cassandra stumbled upon this hidden burrow filled with a storied old world <sighs> charm. You've almost got her. But will this be the end of your chase, or will it be Cassandra's happily ever after? I haven't read this series since I dated Lisa. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine, because I read the first trade of it, and that was it. Um, and all I can think about is Once Upon a Time, so I'm going to say Storybrooke, even though it's wrong, because Storybrooke is It is, is wrong, guys. It's very literal. This is Fabletown. Fabletown! Fabletown. <laughs> idiot. Oh, I would never have gotten there. I would never. Have I literally like I put my hands over my head because I was like, "It's fables," and I, I do not remember what the thing's called. And I was racking my brain. All right, let me let me try to get a point so, here. So nope, I, I solve a couple more. I mean, I do have to say, okay. I said ten years. We've been doing this podcast for eleven years, <laughs> and I haven't been dating that woman <laughs> for quite a bit longer than that. So. All right, Paul. Like 20 years ago. Paul, coming over to you. Yeah. San Andreas headed up north to let things cool down for a bit, but to her surprise, she found a tropical paradise instead. 
Cassandra wouldn't mind heading out hiding out here for too long if she wasn't allergic to cats. And I mean big cats. Wait, big cats? So it's not Savage Land? I'm going to say Savage Land. Up north, tropical it, paradise. It is savage the Savage Land. Land. What's, the, what's the big cats for? There's saber-toothed tigers there. The saber-toothed tigers. The, oh. What's his, the... I'm thinking about... Uh, Sabu. Dinosaurs. Kazar's yeah. saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. There's big cats there. You, you I got was really there. hoping you, I was really hoping you weren't going to get there because you were like, "Oh, that's what John said." Oh, wait, maybe not. John <laughs> did say Savage Land before, so that was, that could have been a close one. <laughs> but John, she slipped right through Paul's fingers. Gumshoe, are you ready for the yes. next one? Get her. San Andreas has never been afraid of getting caught before, which is what led her to this planet. She wouldn't mind staying here to hit up what she assumes are one of the plant's many jewelry shops, but the police presence here is just a little bit too present. I'm going to just fill up yeah. the air here. John's, John, John's like, thinking thinks, about it. John's thinking about it. Give you a couple more Can seconds. You- I, d- I don't yep. know. It's going to move over to Paul. Paul, would you like me to read it? It is Oa. Oa. Uh, a lot of would ranks, you like me to please. reread it? No. Okay. No, that's all right. Lots of ranks. Jewelry uh, stores. So Paul gets the steal, but then Paul also gets the the next clue. All right, let's do this. Cassandra never thought she'd be making her final stand in the theme park, but here she is. Bouncing from place to place has made this feel almost like a game to her. One that she's willing to end one way or another. One way or the other. Game. Theme park. Does arcade have a place? Like, from Marvel? Arcade? I'm going to just say arcade. John, it's open to you. Go ahead, John. It is from Marvel. Do you want me to reread it? Can you get the steal here? I I would like you to reread it, and I would like the clue. Well, it's which was it's, it's, you from, said Marvel. it's from Marvel. Cassandra never thought she'd be making her final stand in the theme park, but here she is, bouncing from place to place has made this feel almost like a game to her, one that she's willing to end one way or another. I'm going to say Arcade World. That's you're you're both there. Murder world. I I will give it to Paul because he was pretty close with piecing it together. Arcade, something with that. You were close with like oh theme park. It's arcade world. It is indeed murder world. Murder world. Murder world. That's what I called. When John said I world, think that's what gave me. Neither one of us. The, the neither, neither one of us should get it. Okay, Neither so are, yeah, if, yeah. if, Paul, you are declining the point, let me do my final count. I don't want to decline the no, point, you, you but just, yes, I you, will. You didn't get it until I said world, and we we were both there. We knew it was arcade. Yeah. I knew it was world something. Yeah, but you wouldn't... So, John... I would have said... You have one, two, three, four, five... You have five points, Paul. One, two, three, four... Five, six, seven. Paul coming ahead, just nearly. But guys, okay. Then I'm happy. I'm guys. I am 
happy to, you know, just not take that last point. It's fine. You're right, John. I wouldn't have gotten to Murder World if you didn't say Arcade World. Because I'm, you know, I, I'm building that villain. You know, I don't want extra points just for extra points. Oh, I won? I had seven? But wow. Guys, wow. thank you. You did it. You caught Cassandra San Andreas. You recovered my notebook, which has all of the show notes in it. Um, I'd, I'd oh love to goodness. do my trivia section now, but I know we're running a little bit long. So, John, I guess I'll just let you do do yours next. Sure. I'm going to do Jeopardy style. I have three categories on the wall. Uh, I have five questions for... The topic is going to be Southern Tier Brewery. The second is going to be IBUs. Nope. And the third is going to be fun beer beer facts. I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to let you both write down the answers, and I will give you points accordingly. If you you both get them right, you both get points. If you're missing something, there is a bonus question where you get bonus points in here. There's only one. Only one. More than half of the questions, I have post-it notes stuck to my wall. There are ten questions where I have the answers on the post-it notes. Chris said, boy, this is a real project. So I stopped. (laughs) There are five questions where I'm going to read them off my notebook. They're not attached. Because last time I did this, I got some shit. John was like... Writing things down and taping stuff to I was not I was I was cutting things I was cutting the questions. It was arts and crafts time over at the John household. We still we still were on the podcast together for about ten minutes. Ten to fifteen minutes after I said, uh let's just be done right here. And then Chris went to the bathroom and I taped two more questions three more questions up. So we're just saying, you went through all that work last time with putting up the board, and then to reveal nothing? Yeah. All right. And this time, you went through all this work, and you're still going to reveal the question, but we can't read it. No, you can't read it. All right. I'm gonna. So why even do the board? I'm going to flip, because it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> it is up there. He, he does have that. It's up there. Yep, yep. Hey, I'm gonna, On an audio I'm podcast, flip a coin. it's great. Uh, Chris, heads or tail? Heads. It is heads. So, Chris, you get to pick Southern Tier, IBUs, Fun Facts, one through five. They're all going to be worth... Paul, Paul left. You're both, you're both answering the questions. You just get... Wait, I did I actually it. even get okay. to pick, or did I just start laughing because Paul got up and We left. just started laughing because okay. Paul got up and left. So you didn't pick. Okay. So... Um, look, are you ready to go, Paul? Ten. All right. Two fifty six seventeen. Uh, I'll actually so go. go Chris, with, so, you get to oh. pick Southern Tier IBUs or fun facts, and you can just pick one through five, whichever one. You uh, I'll go Southern Tier beer uh, number one to start us off. Number one. All right, for this is for both of you, Paul. Don't get up and leave. <laughs> get up. Name five. Name five Southern Tier IPAs that are not. Southern Tier IPA. Oh. So we're writing it down. 
And we gotta get to ten? No, you gotta write five down. <laughs> Ooh. Hit a wall. Gentlemen are thinking. It's really it's really hard because I can get Southern Tier stuff here, but it's been a while since I've actually Paul had, seen Southern Tier stuff. Paul had a moment where he put his head up and he thought about it, and then he put his head down, and then Chris did the same thing. It, it, like I said, it's been a while since I've probably been able to see most of these down here. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Hold on. Um, Five, four, three, two, All right. one. All right. Chris, you're five. So for me, I have Unearthly, Gemini, New School, Live, and then the Strawberry Milkshake Soda Shop. Live is a pale ale, not an IPA. Paul. You have unearthly. I have two X. Two unearthly. X, unearthly. Then new school, new juice, Nuts. and then equinox. Is there black IPA? If I remember correctly. All uh, right, Paul, you get yeah. the point and control of the board. Uh, I was I wasn't sure about. Do equinox, I have to double so check? Do I have to double check there. that one? Uh, we're not going to go with. Double oh, check, it turns out check. it's 7.1. <laughs> 7.1. But 2X is definitely an IPA. I I could have... I didn't even think 2X. I was trying to think of like, the name stuff yeah. more. I thought Live was. Oh, there's only two... Cat- yeah, it's been a while since we had that. And I think yeah. when we Equinox. had that, we had it after we were like, oh, it's a, li- it's a live beer. Like You can let it sit. And then we drank it and we're like, oh, it's been sitting for far too long. Equinox is <laughs> a double... IPA. Woo. Yay, I got the point. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, there's only two categories available. Well, there's three. Uh, there's I Southern see, Tier, no, I only, IBUs, I only see two. Fun Beer Facts. <laughs> IBUs, Paul, I put it up there as a fun thing. I think you'd like what? I think you'd like what I did with IBUs. Yeah, yeah. People think uh, I, I would enjoy seeing IBUs on the can, and I don't. So let's go with <clears throat> Beer Fun Packs. One through five. Uh, let's go with number five. Number five. Off the board. Eat your. Though there are hundreds of styles of beer, they all fall into two categories, blank and blank. And these are determined by where the yeast ferments. Paul's ready. And Chris is ready. They are both correct. It is ales and loggers. I will give them both points. And Paul, you still have control of the board. Same category, number four. Four. Beer is the third most popular drink in the world. What are number one and number two? I'm going to go with... Mm. Uh, Paul says tea and coffee. I I wrote water and soda pops. Water and soda pops. So, 
It is water and tea. Oh. I will I give you each a half a point. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised it's not coffee, because as soon as I saw it put that one up, I'm like, oh, if, yeah, it's, it's not going to be soda. Uh, like, But Paul, tea makes more sense, yeah. Paul, I will allow you to continue to have control of the board. Let's go number three in the same number category. Number three, taking the post-it note off the wall. The German word for Hefe means what? And this is speaking of the German style of beer, a Hefeweizen. Gosh. I'm going to take a sip of water while they decide. Yeah, I, I feel this is it, but I'm not 100% sure. I hope you can read my yeah. writing. Oh, so you... Isn't, you, isn't Hefe... You both wrote is, wheat, but yes. Hefe actually means yeast. Oh. Oh. The Weizen of the Hefeweizen would mean wheat. Th- that's uh, weird because right. so like nope. Weiss also means white, so... Yeah. Okay. Paul, Paul, you still have control of the board. Uh, let's go number two in that category. All right. This should be an easy one for you. Oh, it's about this IBUs, the, Paul. <laughs> the standard growler is how many ounces... Uh, I wrote down I, I 64. It is Chris yep. is correct with 64 ounces. Paul wrote 32. The, I'm thinking crawler. No, that's a yeah. Wait, a crawler yeah, is a crawler is half of a is half of a. Growler. So wait, what's the difference between a half growler and a crawler? Because I've been to a lot of breweries that offer both. A growler is 64. A crawler but is like, half the size. So a half, but like a half growler is the same as a crawler. No, a ha- uh, yes, ounces. a half a half crowler, a half growler is the same as a crowler. Why am I driving growler around with is... my half growlers in the trunk of my car then? Because I can just go anywhere and get a crowler. Because because mm-hmm. the world has changed, my friend. But you have control of the board. Um, you have Southern Tier. Board. I'm going IBUs, I- baby. IBUs. IBUs. All one. right. What number? IBUs one. All right. He's making Paul do this. <laughs> what? This. this beer with over a hundred IBUs <laughs> is pretty fishy whether it is a IPA or a barley wine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. IBUs F with you, Chris. That's why we don't pick I see this what category. He's doing, he, he's throwing Name it in with IBUs, beer but it's talking about a different with, beer that so doesn't matter with IBUs. It's, over, it's a dogfish head, and, and it's it's dogfish head, and it has over a hundred IBUs. It's pretty fishy between it whether or not it's a barley wine or an IPA. Thank you for rereading the question for me. Paul. And then he just mentioned the You're brewery, welcome. which was like a pair from like eh, it's fishy. Oh, I'm trying to think what they have. I'm gonna go. Well, Paul just put it up on uh, the screen. Yeah, I was still in the middle of writing. That's okay. I'm sorry. You, you can take Paul's answer if it's I right, because he was faster. I, I Four. Oh, yeah, I could be wrong. Three. Two. It's... One. Write something down, Chris. And if I showed it too early, and you... Oh, I just wrote down me, uh, because Paul John cut out so I couldn't hear what he said. 120-minute IPA. 
So what differentiates that from a barley wine? There's as many that was people that say once so you start aging it, it becomes a barley wine. And the fact that it's so malty that it also would, in the ABV, it would be a barley wine. Mm-hmm. It does but taste I like feel barley like, wine when you drink it aged. I mean, once it sits, I get kind of more of that like barley wine like with that, like the tannin from that malt, but... Like right at the. That's the why it's though. pretty like fishy. It definitely drinks more like an IPA. If you have, <laughs> it's a barley wine. If you have it, I think after even after a year, it's, it's very it's barley. It's a wine. barley wine. Uh, Paul got that correct. Paul, you have the boards. Okay. Fun facts number one. Let's. Uh, this let's is a fun up, one. Uh, fun. They are funs, but this one's a really good one. This I thought they were all supposed to be fun ones. Five. But I liked it so much, I made it number one, because it's number one in my heart. Presidents George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and blank were all home brewers. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm blank. I, what's his name? All right. No. I wrote down something, but yeah, I'm not going to show it to the screen yet. I'm sorry. I, I, I got anxious. If Paul, I just wanted to get out of the IBUs. Chris, you're ready. you got to wait before you start uh, flashing gentlemen, it around. Gentlemen, put it ready? up and, re- and tell me what your answers were. Ready. Sam Adams. Uh, you were both oh, Sam I Adams. I wrote Is Teddy Roosevelt. Barack Obama. Yes. Huh. Home brewer, Barack really? Obama. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I do know one of his favorite beers is Goose Island's IPA because he shared it with, like, another world leader at, like, a meeting. Uh, he was like, oh, we're both going to bring beers. Here's Goose Island. Because oh, you still have control of the board. So. You have Southern Tier and IBUs. And if you notice, IBUs are kind of fun. They're not just IBUs. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, what? I, I don't hear anything. I, Southern, I tier, hear Southern Tier, number two. So, number two. Let's go All right. Two. I gotta go with the bit you, that I don't understand you, what you I guys, that I don't recognize. I, I, I believe I believe I in stick you because of your stick to itness, but yeah. yeah, just do what you gotta do, Paul. I, I do name this Southern Tier Stout that has one of their <laughs> highest global scores. John had to scout through your untapped scores to make sure that you have both checked into this beer. Hmm. So I'm going to try to write a little bit slower so it's not as... I got really small index card that I'm writing on, so we'll just say it. You know, we'll put it up. Ooh, no. I put down this is their coconut cookie Girl Scout infused beer Samoa. This I forgot oh, about that one. Oh yeah, that was really good. Literally, Sorry. it's like it was stuff really good. That yeah, and I forgot about it as well. Rare. If you look at their global score, it's like super rare beer, super rare beer, super rare beer. Um, one of their nitro releases, and then Samoa this for their highest rated uh, beers. Hmm. 
It is part was of that. Part it is of part the of the Blackwater, Blackwater series. series. So was, was I was bef- gonna. Okay. S- I didn't know if that was before they started doing it because Blackwater wasn't always a thing, and then like, it became like kind of like an imprint of like the brand. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it was yeah. so long ago well, that Blackwater's Blackwater actually been around thing, cool. since the third year of the brewery, and the brewery started like in two thousand one or two thousand two. Okay, I I feel like I don't remember seeing yeah. them until like more recently. But that, Paul, you I, still I, I have really control the board. That beer. All right, this is number three in the same category. This has your bonuses attached to it. What is the only beer that John has given five stars to? On untapped, and I will note that this beer was checked in in 2012. Ooh, 2012. Ooh, 2012. I'm gonna guess. When did we start doing this podcast in 2009? I'm gonna go. Hmm. Mm. 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 Crossing out. 2012. Cross out. What beer did John check into and give five stars? It's the only Southern yeah. Tier beer to have five stars. Gentlemen, your answers. Uh, I'm I'm locked in. I'm ready in to go. T- in 2000. Mm. In 2012, you rated the 2010 Pumpkin. Five stars because it was uh, eight. I'm years. gonna go in and say Gemini because that's about the time we probably went to the brewery with Ed, and we had like the tastings of it. There. Neither like, oh, of you are correct. IPA. It delicious. is two X IPA. Uh, now, wow. wow. I, good, yes, at 2012, it was probably a pretty good double IPA. Now, here's the thing. Paul, you have two beers that you gave five stars to. Chris, you have three beers. Give me one of those beers. For Chris, you give me from Southern Tier. You gave three beers a five star rating. Give me one of those beers. Paul, you have. You got to write it down. Or I actually, you could just tell me. You don't have to write it down because. Okay, Paul. You had two oh. beers. Oh, I'm I'm going to say. Well, I only had two. Chris, Chris giving away those five were, stars were like your, they're nothing. Know, five star beers. Uh, if it's not, I'm going to be surprised because Pumpkin is one of my all time favorite pumpkin beers. So it yeah. it has to be like my go to. I was going to say Warhawk. Chris, you got a point there. Chris, yours were Oak-Aged Unearthly. Pumpkin. Ooh. I I vaguely remember buying the bomber bottle of that. Your top top three Southern Tier beers. Oh, my gosh. I I can't believe I forgot forgot about Creme Brulee because... Paul. Yeah. Paul, Pumpkin... And un- regular Unearthly are your top five. Uh huh. Chris, you have 
You've controlled uh, the board now. Orlack. Number two. Ooh, we're going IBUs, oh, number nice. twos. And your question is, with 175 IBUs, Mario would use this beer to spit fire. Hmm. <laughs> what would this... 175 IBUs Mario would use the spear to spit fire. Paul's got it. I got it. Chris, you're going to kick yourself when you hear the answer. I can't think of anything. Chris. 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 You've you've been to this brewery. Oh, gosh. All right. (laughs) I've been to a lot of breweries. I try to steal the Paul, backpack. Paul, tell him the answer brewery. to this. Um, it's it's Ithaca's flower power, bud. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought of I Ithaca thought this was about Jersey like now. <laughs> oh, no, it's about IBUs. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> cares. Power. Really? I, mean, I thought so. Again, I know IBUs. IBUs. Yeah, that's mean bullshit, anything, right? But. Mario spits fire. Yeah, it, that makes sense now that I now that I know what the answer is. But I'm actually really surprised because when <laughs> again, it's all bullshit, Paul. We know this. I don't feel like that's that hoppy or bitter of a beer. It isn't, especially it isn't. like when we really liked Flower Power. It was like a lot yeah. more citrus, like Southern Tier so, number five. Southern Tier number five. All right. Southern Tier headquarters moved from Lakewood, New York, to which state? Which state? I don't know. Oh, my God. Extra bonus point if you know the city. So, I already have my answer, and I'm just asking out of, like, I got my curiosity. Do they yes. still operate the brewery uh, Lakewood out of Lakewood basically then? makes the beer, I believe, okay. and packages it for the local area. And then for the rest of the country, everything is being brewed out of Charlotte, North Carolina? Pits- oh, I put down Vermont. No, oh. they do have a brew pub. I, I went with... In- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All right, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But it's North Carolina. I'm surprised it's that far south. And I mean, I do get stuff down here, but I feel like for being so close, I should have more stuff available. Like that's, that's what's getting me. Because I thought they were still located like northeast, like New England. Number four from Southern Tier. Number four. Southern Tier began in 2002. In 2003, what was their original lineup of beers that they bottled? There was four beers. If you can give me two beers out of the four, you will get the point. Now, also remember... You can write down four. Can we write down four and get two, or do we can only write two? 
I'm just writing too because I. For those that don't really listen, I didn't drink until I was already like 25. And even then, like, I think my first beer was like a Labette Blue. Because, uh, fun fact, alcoholism runs in my family on my dad's side. He's Irish. Big surprise. I'm Irish. Um, yeah. I'm Irish. Me too. I'm allowed to say it. Um, it's not. I don't understand but, why that's a but fun I was, fact. But I was worried about having, like, issues with it because it does run in the family. So, like, the first time I had a beer, even, again, a Labette Blue, I was like, oh, I don't want to get drunk off of this. And I was like, Oh, this this isn't anything. Uh, my record is one night I was at Frizzy's in downtown Buffalo, and I had 13 Labatt Blues, and it didn't do anything to me. I How, drove home. What, what did you have home. when you came home drunk when we lived in the apartment, and you opened the window that couldn't be opened? Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, bonus this is, point. This is not for this a is point. Not for a point. <laughs> that was the night we went to... <laughs> I, I literally can't tell you because it was a work function. Yes, it was a work function. Uh, it was a going away party for someone. And we went to Bar Louie at the Galleria Mall. And we decided we were going to do a tour of everything that they had on draft for the craft beers. And I was doing the full pours of everything. Chris was very uh, drunk. But gentlemen, your beers from the Southern Tier original lineup, four beers, Paul says Matt and Finn's incorrect. IPA. Matt and Finn's mm. IPA, pale ale. Uh, I just wrote down IPA and stuff because I figured they would go basic. Mild ale and a Pilsner. It'd be like... What was the mild ale? Is that something that's no? That would be like an ESB. Now that they just like rebranded. Uh, okay. I'll I'll give you each a half a point on that. You already had a half a point, so it'll be a full. Yeah, Paul. I already got. I got a point, uh, baby. You. You have con- again before my time. I I didn't really don't think I drank I, I anything do have, from Southern Cheer until I we do have to say, Chris. Aside from IPA, so none fine. of those beers existed by the time we were drinking Southern Tier beers. Paul, you're saying mm. IBUs for five? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Huh? What? Elite hmm? sports. No, I said number five. I don't. I don't know where it came from. Would find this seventy IBU IPA incredibly smooth. Elite sports fans, incredible, incredibly. It's elite sports. I'm not a sports fan, sports, so sports I'm waiting for Paul to. Talk I don't know what's true. I'm trying to, but I don't know what's incredible. I don't know what's incredible about us. But also, seventy doesn't sound like a lot of. Can you reread it? Elite I'm sorry, I, I got a lot of these we'll post-it notes with stickers. 70 IBU Elite <laughs> okay. sports fans would find this 70 incredibly IBU smooth. IPA incredibly smooth. I will give you I will give you a hint since it seems a little tricky. This is a 
I mean, it's a, it's a five question. This is so a to be. southern IPA. It's from the southern United States. Southern United States. It might be located incredibly, incredible, close to where Chris lives. Tampa, incredible. The uh, Tampa has the uh, lightning. They I have, mean, Tampa uh, Bay Brewing Company is down here, but we've I, we've, I literally have no we've answer. Been I do know the Southern Tier is located a few in North Carolina. <laughs> it's Cigar City. Well, you can write these down. Cigar City. Cigar City. Sports fans, five. I, I mean, I, got, I have mine. Good Four. to go, Paul. If you're ready to go, Chris. Yeah, I'm good. I got nothing. So, Highlight so highlights an old definitely game, definitely an elite sports. Oh, nice, so Chris. You get it that point. So, uh, see, yeah. Uh, okay, and Paul, I'm gonna side with you on this. IBUs are a bunch I, of the shit. The questions. I feel the questions highlights like are, hoppier. They're and, like, not a the IBUs. More, I know. It's the I know. The John, questions John, around the beers. I know. I'm. I'm. am talking. I'm really talking to Paul at this I, point. <laughs> what What was the other one that we had that was like 175? We're like, oh, that's not hoppy at all. Like, I feel flower power was 70. Yeah, flower I, power. I feel like that's <laughs> a little bit more like bitter bite to it. Yeah. Over a hundred. I thought you said something was one hundred and seventy-five, and it's one hundred and twenty. It's one hundred and twenty IBUs. I didn't oh, say okay. one hundred and twenty because I thought I'd give away the beer. All right, Chris, control of the gotcha, board. Okay. Number three, Chris, he controlled the we're, board. We're going IBUs. number three. You can have a real party with this holiday season IPA that comes in comes in at 65 IBUs. Got it. Holiday season IBA. Alright, I'm going... Yep. So, I... I know this one, I feel, because we literally... I don't want to say literally just drank it. But we did have this... Yeah, but we're both saying All right. Point we're both for each Chris control the board, which is the last question under IBUs number four. Which I will say after after don't after he had it. I do like, like it. I, if I see it on the shelf again this coming like holiday season, yeah. I'm probably going to pick up a six pack of that. All right, ready. Now, it's yeah. in the question. It has nothing to do with the IBUs. So listen to what I'm r- reading to you. Oh, we know this. It's IBUs a huge are a lot. balancing mm-hmm. act to keep this 9.9% IP- IPA at 65 IBUs. It's a real marriage of gravity and brewing technology. I'm going to read it one more time. It's a a huge balancing Libra to keep this 9% IPA at 65 IBUs. It's a real marriage of gravity 
and technology. Hint. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you the big hints right right now. The big hints. Okay, so. Huge. Balancing. Okay. Marriage. Okay, so uh, what beer did we have near John's wedding? What's what's another word for huge? <laughs> Big. And how do you balance? Um, this beer was also mentioned right? earlier in the show. It's, um, it's like a... Because it's a great beer that we all love, and it's from... Chris I, 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 wrote. I'm in the it's process of writing it down. <laughs> was it I'm second no I'm second guessing myself now I'm crossing out I don't know don't don't <laughs> second guess huge balancing well maybe act. second guess I don't know what you were on originally <laughs> alright this is why I don't like trivia this is why I don't like I know, trivia I, I, because I, I want to help Chris get there all right. And I would only want. This is why oh, I want uh, only like trivia and Paul, teams because what, I'm like, what is dude, what is, is your answer? I'm, I'm tapping out. I I can't. It's it's fine. It's 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 Strogue's nimble giant. It's huge, a giant, nimble bounds. Rehearsal and dinner. We had it uh, the first time uh, during John's uh, rehearsal dinner it for is, his marriage. So if it that is isn't correct. Right, then I Sherlock. That it is Nimble Giant, which is surprisingly only <laughs> in a weird 65 way. IBUs. The lowest. Chris, what did he write down first? And what did he sec- start to second guess yourself uh, with? No, what was the. If you don't mind me asking. What was the New Belgium one you had? Uh, it was just um, at the wedding, it oh, was just uh, no, Fat Tire. To- the flat tire, okay, yeah, and uh, Lake Lake Erie Monster. I'll, but at, at that point, it was on no, the hour, no, right? No, it was. We had okay. Ithaca's like Sun Kiss, which was their Tangerine Sorry. Session IPA. We had Lake Erie Monster. We had Fat Tire. We had Blackbird Cider, and Sriracha Ace from Brooklyn. Mm. So Sergey is really good. Um, okay, so huge, like Yuri Monster, like Yuri Monster is huge. It was at his wedding. So marriage. Paul, you had seven points, which gives you fourteen, which beats my twelve. Chris, you had six points. I don't know how many points you got from Paul, but I think I six. So you have twelve. We tied. Paul is the Six. winner of the show. Good job, bud. Woo. Hey, thank you. Uh, it's always fun. Yeah. Always like doing it. It is always fun. It's those moments, like in trivia, there's those moments where somebody's so close and he just... Ar- arcade like, I arcade feel, World. Like, I just want to you know, help. I'm if like, we were on the team together, is, I would have yep. said Arcade yeah. World, you would have said Murder World, yeah, we would have got exactly. it correct. I would have been like arcade. Yeah, I said arcade. He said arcade world. I would then come back with murder yeah. world, and we would have gotten it. Uh, you know, I like 
I like cooperative. Star, Starman, Coast, you know, uh, Opal City. Yeah. No, Star, Star City. Yeah. Yeah. All those work together. Yeah. That's what's fun about nice. this. If you have fun ah, listening yeah, to us, let us know yeah. by rating, reviewing, or just emailing us over at bagdenboard.com. Gmail.com. Bagdenboardcast at gmail.com. But just comment okay. on any of the social media posts. We always put stuff up on our Instagram, which then goes to the Twitter and the Facebook. Uh, let us know you're listening. That's all I really want. I know people are listening. I see the numbers. Uh, they don't, don't listen to the smart with us? As soon as we start doing this spiel, they turn us off. Uh, I, I've actually thought about it. Should we do this kind yeah, of we, stuff like up at the we front? Should. Just to be like, uh, do yeah, they I do should it do when this. they do their advertising, and we don't have any advertising. Yeah, yeah we do this because uh, we like to But do thank it. you guys for listening, and thank you guys as in Paul and Chris for uh, doing a trivia night. It's always fun. I, I like coming. I, I Thanks, John, for putting together your fun. Trivia. That was good trivia. Fun fun beer facts. Mine is lazy. Those I are just pretty fun beer go facts, on Google and say. have it tell me numbers. And, uh, my stuff's kind of boring, too. I just... My only flair is I just I, I write I it out a in a fun way, way to incorporate IBUs into a trivia. I, I think the only thing you did was it don't matter points because the IBUs don't matter. Because I started thinking, I got in my own head. I started thinking like, oh, like it's super hot. Yeah. What's be? No, it's it's not. But that's that's the fun of exactly. trivia. That's the fun of IBUs. I, like. It doesn't matter. If I got laid off from a, a job ever, that's all I'm doing for a year, is just like coming up with a better number. IBUs are meant for the brewers, and somehow they got put on there. It's all about the hops that they're using and adding the formula together to get that beer. It shouldn't be on the label. It shouldn't be anything. And I agree with you, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I... Yeah. Very much so. If if nimble if nimble giant, which was the second highest IBUs, is only sixty five and it's less than flower power and it's less than uh, celebration. Celebration. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that high. But yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>